Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. T-R-P-E. The realest podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy, and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, go. TRPE, TRPE, go. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Jim, for me. Welcome back. Episode 82 of your favorite podcast. This is the realest podcast ever. I'm your host, C. Diddy. I'm Matt. Makes me sick. You're listening to the illustrious sounds of Dark Low, <laughs> a.k.a. I Know Brasco. A.k.a. Devin. Hi, Dev. Yeah. Oh, man. I just had half a brisket bowl. I'm over here stuffed. Dying over there, you all right? Hey, I'm good. I'm just, uh, oh, you know, a couple scoops of mashed potatoes. Yeah, I walk in the studio, Matt's sitting there with his brisket bowl. He's like, yo, you want some of this? I'm like, no, I actually just had a chicken sandwich. He's like, good looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just trying to show off for people. Just trying to be a nice guy yeah, and shit. I got to take this thing home. Shout out Kicks USA. I am rocking my uh, my free birthday Pumas that they sent me, the RS edition. Fuck with these. This is the, this is the best hundred and ten dollars sneaker on the market. I'm not wearing my uproars that they sent me. Still <laughs> shout out to Kicks though and Puma. Kicks, is, for, Kicks and Puma, man, they fuck with us, man. They fuck with yeah. us heavy. They fuck, yeah. they fuck with this. With, they, with, uh, they fuck with the movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah we working. <laughs> we working. Yeah. Fuck with the movement. Is yeah. Damn, I fuck, I cursed already. Shit. Yeah, some bet with yourself. Uh, with one of my homies, I play poker with. He bet me fifty dollars that I. I couldn't go the whole show without cursing. It's eight seconds in. You already cursed. Is that like a prop bet? <laughs> what the fuck I mean, just, he said it the other night in poker room. I was like, bet. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I, I didn't I, even think about it. Yeah, I just, I just hit me just now. Like, damn. Holy shit. Oh, well, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Money come, money go. Oh, no, man. Go. I, I'm on a high right now. I just actually just came f- from the club straight here. Real, shit. real quick, you just made me think about it. You know, like, poker players, like, their lifestyles are all prop bets for just, like, yeah, anything. shits and giggles. Yeah. So I'm explaining it to one of my homies at work. Phil Ivey, who's considered to be, like, the best one cash the best game cash poker play, yeah. player. You know Eric Lindgren? He won player of the year twice. Mm-hmm. Eric Lindgren. Eric Lindgren gets into a lot of shit. Like, he owed Bob Ugaris a bunch of money, and Bob Ugaris was, like, dissing him all crazy on the internet and shit. Phil Ivey bet this motherfucker a quarter million dollars that he couldn't do four rounds of golf. And I said to some homie, he was like, that's a easy, 250 grand? I'm like, four rounds of golf is 18 holes. And you basically, the way it was set up was, you can't have a caddy or a, or a cart. So you have to carry your own bag. You gotta walk 18 holes and times for every hole. Play every hole <laughs> and do it four times in a day. Not possible. He did it. Took him 21 hours, but he did it. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like that's the type of shit they do as prop bets and like big 
poker. Like yeah. you read and hear some of the prop bets that they be having and going on, and just be like, y'all just bored and rich. That's a <laughs> that's a wild lifestyle to just be that bored to where you just really just trying betting to on anything. Carry out these dumbass tests. They said Michael Jordan would bet you on what next commercial was coming <laughs> on TV. Yeah, vicious. It's my Gatorade commercial, eighty thousand. <laughs> Like, nigga, do you have the schedule? Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Why would you bet that? Well, this shit. Uh, Dante Culpepper said him and Birdman used to play um, Madden, and they would put the game on simulation and bet 50000 <laughs> on it. Silly as shit, right? It's the most ridiculous shit Culpepper was quarterback of the Vikings, and Birdman was from New Orleans, so they would pl- pick the Saints versus the Vikings <laughs> and put it on simulation and play that shit off of 50 van. Let God sort it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the dumbest shit. shit I ever heard. Yeah. But, I don't know, I'm good. Had a nice little workout today. How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm on a high right now. Just crushed them all weekend. Uh, shout out Moneybag, yo, and Lil Dirk. Uh, I did my birthday weekend, even though my birthday is the 29th, if everybody keeps asking. Yeah, Rod, Rod uh, last night at the casino, it was like, yo, Chad's birthday, it's, like, it's crazy because we have the same birthday. <laughs> like, our birthday is the same day. <laughs> Chad shit runs for like 42 <laughs> days. I'm like, yeah, Chad has adopted the Khaled, the Khaled theory yeah. of party promoting for your it's, birthday. It's all over. So uh, we did Moneybag Yo Friday. We did Dirk Saturday. Uh, we did like 25, 2,600 people over two events, like the biggest shit that happened to Vandy in a long-ass time. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was great, man. It That's was great. Up, it, yeah, it was fulfilling in every way other than me getting cursed out and shit at yeah, the end of the one night. One of my homies was like, yo, did you go to uh, Chad party? I'm like, you know I don't partake in <laughs> None of that. He's like, Dan, did you even wish him happy birthday? And I'm like, it's not his birthday. Let you in on a little secret. Come yeah. here, my man. It's not his birthday. Like, this no, is the marketing date. Chad's birthday is out to the end of the month. It's 329. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, yeah I, I, I had a ball. I man. saw they were acting a fool with Dirk. I saw that. Oh, man. Uh. They love Dirk. Yeah. Dirk is a god. Like, from like this 15 and a half to like 26 year old. He's a no, Jay Z. There's some thirty year olds out there. There's <laughs> <laughs> some thirty year olds out there acting a fool. Yo, they love Dirk, man. I don't know what he did, or what he tapped into. He got he got a different type of fan base, man. They love that dude. His events with us. Last time we did eleven hundred people. This time we did like six, almost sixteen hundred. He's getting. He's like it goes up every fucking time. And it's wild because it don't be feeling like he got like smashed out this world shit be going yeah, on. But he, he just was got fucking like, with a little chick. Uh. Dej Loaf. Dej Loaf. Yeah. Are they still? No, he got a baby by a whole nother chick that all the internet girls uh, fuck with. So, yeah, but Dirk got a different type of, he got a real street following. Like, that's really what it is. He got a real ground level street following. And to anybody like damn near under 30, he's like, you know, him and Meek is like the two guys. They the biggest. Oh yeah, I, I um over the last couple of days in the gym, like I, when I'm doing cardio, I'll just like pick shit to watch on YouTube and shit. Yeah. And normally I'm I'm watching, you know. Tay Rock versus my dad or some <laughs> shit, you know, just any random ass battle. But I watched uh, Joe Rogan and Killer Mike, and the interview was was definitely dope yeah. until they got like stoned when they got high and started it going into the like- sage <laughs> shit. It, just, it was just it was weird. But um, <clears throat> they mentioned the uh, Ronnie Coleman documentary on there, the bodybuilder. Yeah. So I watched. Have you watched it on Netflix? I, I, I haven't finished it, but I've seen some of it. Yo. Ronnie Coleman is out of his mind. Dog. He's a crazy person. He he he's nuts. Like it, it's just wild watching like how dedicated some people be to some shit. All right, so he's a cop, right? Mm-hmm. In Texas. He's a police officer. Motherfucker sees him like, yo, you're you're like just like 
Kimba and Kev. Like, you're a cop, but you clearly, you got some muscle going on. Like, what the hell? And he was like, do you work out? Yeah, at the, at the district, you know, I do push-ups, whatever, whatever. He's like, oh, man, you know, come down to my gym. I own a gym. Why don't you come down and start training? And he was like, for what? And the boy was like, because you could probably be Mr. Olympia. And he was like... All right, fuck it, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll come on down Tuesday. Free gym membership. For he, that's what he said. Like, free gym membership, I'm there. He's like, I go in first day, second day, third day. He's like, I'm in there every day. And he was like, I fall in love with the shit. You know what I'm saying? So now he's a professional bodybuilder. He goes into the shit. The motherfuckers, they had everybody on there. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, Flex Wheeler, like all the big bodybuilders. And they like the mass that he was able to put on because he literally just took weightlifting to just like – it was like, it's it's unbelievable. And you watch it, and it's just like me. Like, I work out now a lot. So yeah. it's like watching it and seeing it was just like, wait, what? <laughs> this nigga squatted 800 pounds. Oh, my God. Dog. What's his walking around weight? 320. Fuck. Th- think about somebody 320 <laughs> with no body fat. What right. that looked like. like shredded. And that's like what a, uh, Joe, like J- Joe Rogan was talking about. Like, he was a god of a man. And, like, yeah. now he's got all these problems. Like, his back is so fucked up. His... Hips, he's, he's got art of both his hips had to be replaced. Damn. Um, he's had nine back surgeries. They had to put screws in his back in between his discs. This motherfucker said he was squatting one day doing, he was, he was, I was squatting 650 pounds with the crossbar. And he was like, 650 on a squat for me is nothing. But he was like, I'm doing it. And he's like, I thought my trainer was giving me like a pat on the back. It was his disc shooting out. Oh. And. He was the crazy part was he's like I left the gym and was about to go to work. Yeah, and I was like I had a pain to stop later. But he's like it just kept going. He's like man, let me go to the hospital. They was like yeah, you know your disc is out and like one of your discs is just out. You know what I mean? So he had to have surgery and he it just went like downhill as he got older. He's fifty three yeah. now and he he has to walk with two canes like the the cerebral palsy yeah. Jones and or use a walker and he's filthy rich because he owns a supplement line. He's riding around in a Rolls Royce and all this shit, but. His body just broke down, yeah. and it's just watching the shit that he was doing. Dog, you know the leg press? Yeah. 2,300 pounds seven times. It, it don't even physically make <laughs> sense because you like 2,300 pounds is a civic. Yeah. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like you you pressing that with your legs, squatting 800. You know how you pick up the dumbbells and lay back on the bench yeah. and do the incline? What do you pick up when you do that? 40 pounds. 35, 40 pounds. He had 200-pound dumbbells. 200 pounds on a bench bar is a lot of weight. Yeah. 200 pounds. Like free weight. Dumbbells like, yeah. is like. Yeah, you versus gravity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this this motherfucker was just out of this world, huge. And the, the, all the Lou Ferrigno's, all of them, is just like the mask that he was able to put on. Let me show you this shit, because this is the picture Joe Rogan has showed Killer Mike on there. And um, the mask that he was able to put on. Like, look at this shit, y'all. Holy shit. It's just nuts, right? Yeah. <laughs> 511 that nigga 320 <laughs> and nobody the size of a double door refrigerator like he's huge and he um like i said it was just wild watching like just how dedicated he was to it and yeah. the, the people was just like a lot of bodybuilders like it you know for me it ain't worth it you know what i'm saying and, and like jay cutler uh 
what's the other guy who won the uh, I can't think of the dude that won the Mr. Olympia the year before him, but he won eight straight Mr. Olympias, like ninety eight to two hundred five, two thousand five, and they was like we knew in ninety eight when he showed up, it was over. And like <laughs> he was like when we was in the back and he came in and took his robe off was just like. I mean, a second place trophy, nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause that joke look good on my mom's mantle. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger said it on there. It was like, what bodybuilding always was, was like a physique, like a sculpture chisel. He's like, when Ronnie Coleman showed up and showed up the way he did, it literally went from that to the most muscle and the biggest muscles on the biggest body. And yeah. it's just like... You can't compete with a motherfucker that's got traps to sticking through the yeah. door and all that. You know what I mean? And it's just wild watching him now where he weighed 200 pounds now and all the surgeries. They said he got so much scar tissue from back surgeries that when he has back surgeries now, they have to go in through the front. Damn. They can't go through the back. So he the surgery he just had last because you, you saw it, right? The whole documentary is following him around his yeah. latest back surgery. They said that they had to go in through the front, take out his his intestines, everything, wow. just to get to his back because his back is so messed up from all the surgeries mm. before. And that, that's what motherfucker was just like, I don't think it's worth it. And he was just like, at the end of the day, a lot of people don't get to do what I did through bodybuilding. I went all over the world. I bought my house. I bought my mama a house. I got money to do whatever. My kids is straight. You think he a millionaire? Like yeah. he worth like twenty? They said his supplement line last year did upwards of sixteen million dollars. Like he he's set that up yeah. so he's straight on that aspect of it. And the boy the interviewer was like, "Do you feel like it was worth it though?" At the end of it, as you sit here, you know, not really being able to walk. And he was like, "My only regret when I bent when I uh when I uh squatted to eight hundred. I could have got it four more times. He's like, I stopped after the second one, and I know I could have put at least six or seven up. And the board interviewing was just like, Nigga, what? All right, cool. <laughs> All right, Nigga, cool. What? And it, it was funny, though, because I, 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 that shit, it made me go on YouTube and look at like some of his yeah. shit. So I stumbled across Terry. Have you ever heard Jamie Foxx and Terry Crews? No. Have you heard it? No. Dog, listen, I, real quick. Jamie Foxx tells a story about how Terry Crews is full of shit with the muscles and all that. <laughs> they was at Jamie Foxx's house playing basketball. He was like, Tony Parker wanted to play ball at the crib. So Jamie Foxx like, all right, yeah, you know, Tony Parker, like, I'm going to bring some people through, whatever, whatever, we're going to play some ball. Jamie Foxx like, they get out the car, everybody normal. They French niggas, you know what I'm saying? He was like, and this one big-ass nigga get out. And Jamie Foxx, and Jamie Foxx like, I seen this nigga somewhere. He was like, oh, shit, that's the acting boy be dancing and shit, white chicks, whatever. So... He like Terry Crews come in the crib and he was like, it's weird because he's like, this is one of the days where it's just all guys in my house, which yeah. is not normal. You know, because, you know, how Jamie right. get the fuck down. Poor but, house. Yeah. But he like, it's just the one of them days where it's no women there. It's just us. And this nigga like took his shirt off and he had on like a spaghetti strap tank top, <laughs> like a angel hair pasta <laughs> strap <laughs> fucking shirt. And he got all these muscles and he like flexing his chest and shit like that. And I'm, I'm like. All right, nigga, you strong. We see you. And he was like, one of Tony Parker homies was like, man, you you so goddamn diesel. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, I bench 500. You know what I'm saying? And Jamie, like, I hear him say that, like, nigga, cool the fuck out. Like, you know, ain't no hoes in here. Like, stop lying. You know what I'm saying? And he like, no, real shit. Like, I bench 500. And Jamie, like, I know for a fact, if you're not a professional athlete or a professional bodybuilder, you not benching right. five and just out here on some regular shit. Like, we just talked about, like, yeah. 500 pounds is, no, no, you know what I'm saying? Not, 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 not normal not. people, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So he like, no, I can bench 500. So Jamie, like, I tell you what, 
I bet you $2,000 you can't bench 500 pounds. He like, shit, ain't nothing. Let's go. We do it whenever. So I guess when he thinking I'm saying this, I don't have a gym in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever is not today. Because he's like, he on the tip, like, yeah, whenever you try and do it, we do it. He's like, nigga, let's go in the gym right now. So he's like, we walk into the gym, and he's like, Tony Parker and all them, like, hype, because they like, oh, I want to see this shit. He's like, we get in there, this nigga starts doing push-ups. I'm like, listen, dog, because he like, look, my insurance shit ain't all the way right. I don't want you to hurt your motherfucking self in this house. He like, no, nigga, I got it. So he was like, I instantly know he full of shit. We start putting weight on the motherfucking bench, on the bar. We don't even get 500 on the bar. We got to like 385, and he was like, well, uh, how much is that? And it was like, nigga, if you bench 500, you know what the fuck we doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, how much is He was that? like, we got to 385. He's like, what that is? You know what I'm saying? So he was like, we put, he's like, we didn't even get 500 on the bar because it wouldn't fit. Yeah. So he was like, we got to like 480 on the bar. He was like, the bar is bending. Yeah. And he was like, look, he's I pull him to the side like, listen, dog, you were showing off for these French niggas. You ain't got to do this cool. shit. He's like, you don't got to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, you could have just kept it a bean with me. Like, nigga, I'm bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's like, no, this nigga want to lay down on the motherfucking bench. He was like... We can't even get the bar <laughs> off of the bench into his hands. That's how heavy this shit is. So he was like, it's like five of us picking the bar up to put it in his hands. Nigga, we put that shit in his hands and that shit sunk into his chest. Nigga, it looked like he got his nipple pierced. That's how the shit sunk into his chest. He was like, the nigga, get up. And, and we like, dog, I told you you couldn't bitch no motherfucking 500 pounds. Now where my $2,000? He's like, nigga, go pull me to the side. Hey, look, man, I got kids, man. Like, <laughs> he was like, the nigga left. I ain't seen him in like three fucking years. <laughs> dog. I was fucking rolling oh, off man. that shit. He said it looked like he got his nipple pierced. That fucking bar sunk into his chest. And I'm like, yo, because I'm watching that shit today. It made me really think about it. Like, you, if you can bench 500, you, you a bodybuilder. You, yeah. You're not even on some in the league or in the NFL. Like, them type niggas ain't even doing that. Lift, lift anything 500. Like, the NFL combine, the reps is 225. Yeah. That's the, the bar is 225 and how many times you can lift it. The boy, uh, what's his name, DK Metcalf from Georgia? Yeah, yeah. Destro- 27 times. He destroyed the combine last week. They said the next two motherfuckers went after him didn't do 27 combined. Damn. Yeah, he destroyed the combine last week. But yeah, not like if you can bench five hundred pounds, you really you you like not even fit to be interacting with other humans. And that's the weird part about the bull still being a cop. He yeah. was a cop up until he won the fourth Mister Olympic, Mister uh, Mister Olympia. So he going to motherfucking work every day. You imagine Mister <laughs> Olympia knocking you fighting your bitch? He <laughs> show up, I smack you through the wall. <laughs> the fuck? Like dog, this nigga can leg press twenty three hundred. <laughs> He's going he to smack cop. you across the street. Uh, he was a cold cop up until his fourth Mr. Olympia. Damn. Crazy. It's a good documentary, though. It's called the Ki- Ronnie Coleman, the King. I'm going to check it out. It's on Netflix. I watched that show. You know what I finally day. watched this week? Trump Legacy. Trump Dynasty. Yo, shit was lit. Right? Yo, they the craziest family in nuts. history. Whole family nuts. <laughs> You've seen the way he did his older brother. Yeah. Kicked his old brother out of the family, then let him back in the family and made him a janitor. He was janitor of Trump. He said, he said, my, he said, my son wanted. To, he said, uh, his like uh, his older brother wanted to go and be a uh, uh, airline a, pilot. airline pilot. His father said he's a fucking loser. Yeah, <laughs> out of the family. Yo, one thing I forgot about that documentary like, last week that Trump is real big on their their whole family is like the winners and losers situation. So Trump has this thing where he believes that 
you're born to be a winner or you're born to be a loser. So Trump on it, remember he was telling a story about the singer in the fucking club? Yeah. He was like, the motherfucking uh, dude was a lounge singer. And Trump was like, I saw his act and I thought he was phenomenal. And I'm like, yo, this guy has the talent to be a real star. So Trump said I was having a uh, course, like a dinner, like one of those correspondence yeah. dinners where you pay like $5,000 a plate, whatever. And he was like, I had so many entertainment guys, so many executives come into the thing. And he was going to perform at this dinner. His car broke down on the way to the dinner and he didn't get there. And I never promoted him again. He's destined to be a lounge singer. And that's how life is. We're born to be winners. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're born to be losers. And I'm just like, damn. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Fuck, uh, yeah, he had fucking car trouble. He's a loser. Yeah. And, uh... Only a loser's car would break down <laughs> on the most important Did he not have a spare life. car in his pocket to just keep coming or a helicopter? Why would his car break down? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I watched that. The, the Trump, I ain't, it was crazy. I watched it. I watched, started watching for the third time, but I ain't like, I stopped. I was, yeah. cut it off. The um, His I'm, grandfather fucked me up with the shit that his grandfather was doing. With the shit with the horses. With and the horses. And then... Uh, they found out that the that, <laughs> that the train was going to miss the one town and go to the other yeah. one, so he put his put the hotel, hotel on a boat, fucking boat. <laughs> on a fucking <laughs> and floated yeah. it up to the I other I forgot city. all about that. They definitely put the hotel on a boat. On a boat. <laughs> as soon as they showed up, we out Yo, here. Yo, Taylor, you got to watch it, dog. They put the whole hotel on, on a, a fucking and boat. And floated it up and the took river. It up the river so that they could be up there with everybody got up there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, the whole family's nuts, man. <laughs> Insane. The um, I'm trying to get in the Game of Thrones, but um, I'm just having trouble. It's, I was the same way with uh, what's the name? I, I got in the Game of Thrones pretty much from the rip. Homeland, I was like that. When I watched the pilot episode of Homeland seven times before I finally got through it, and then it's one of my favorite shows of all. Everybody time. tells me you gotta get through the first two seasons of Game of Thrones, and I'm like, that's long. Though. It's a lot of world building because it's a bunch of different things going on all at once. There's the, there's uh there's Westeros, which is the s- seven kingdoms and all uh-huh. that. Then you have Winterfell, which is in the north, and then you got the fucking outliers, the White Walkers, and the Dothraki across the fuck that won't cross the water. Uh-huh. And there's just so much shit that's going on that they gotta really establish all of these different and players. I, and I, stuff. I see the arguments going on all the time of uh, what's the best show. It's clearly Game of Thrones or The Wire. And I, I want to participate in the argument, but I really don't. <laughs> you don't have a, like, all I got is The Wire. I don't have the, you don't have and, the perspective you know, on the other one. I, I, I've always said that The Wire is, the, as far as the writing and the character arcs. It's amazing. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, just phenomenal work. So I, I can't really, comp- I, don't, I don't have the Game yeah. of Thrones knowledge. But I see people that argue, oh, Game of Thrones is the best shit ever written. Yeah. I mean, they're both HBO joints, so it's like, it's not yeah. far up. But Mikey Missanelli on uh, 97. Mike Missanelli, Jesus. He would say all the time that The Wire is the best show of all time. Mm-hmm. And he said the reason why The Wire is better than like Breaking Bad is because there's you can push the envelope farther mm-hmm. on cable television than you can on a regular cable. Yeah. Like on paid cable, premium cable television, you can push the envelope farther. You can show different things. You can 
go through with the murder because it's TVMA and it's not a PG thirteen, TV fourteen, mm-hmm. or whatever like that. And because of that, it allows the writers to basically have like no limitations to the type of stuff that they can show you and create and all of that. And it just makes the product that much better. I I, I was even going to go as far as the fact that. Character depth, you know, like you watch Power, and you you if you're if you have any brain cells, and watch Power, after the seventh episode of season two, the show literally makes zero sense. Yeah, because nobody is consistent with what their original character motivation was established as. That all just changes by the like deck. if you watched Wire season one, season two, season three, Idris Elba is Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell is the main character of the show. If you look at the box sets of The Wire, it's him on the cover. It's McNulty for the cops, and then Stringer and uh, uh, Avon Avon for the yeah. West Side. Stringer literally played Brother Muzon against Brother. I mean, Brother against Omar. Yeah, Omar is a savage killer from Baltimore. Brother Muzon is a hitman hired from New York (laughs) to come to Baltimore. You play them against each other and they figure it out. In power, these niggas would have came and just talked to you and been like, yeah, you work for us now. (laughs) It don't work like that. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? So Stringer being a main character, you got court now. You got to go. Ain't nothing I can say. Yeah. Get it on, motherfucker. You got to go. And we bring in the kids. We bring in Marlo. We bring yeah. in a new motherfucking era. Rob loves this fucking quote. Man, Barksdale people weak. They we bring in a, we bring in Slim Charles and in, in the East Side with fucking Prop Joe and Cheese and a, it just was like you. I guess that's how you said about Game of Thrones and all is just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so much going on that it, and it all makes total fucking sense. Yeah. When you see if power was the wire, Naaman. Would have been the craziest motherfucker on earth because he's Weebay's son. Right. But in reality, the motherfucker who spoiled Rotten and got the dad that's fucking out there and was killing motherfuckers left and right and been up top since he was born and he's pampered by his mom, them kids most of the time be like Naaman. Right. They be a motherfucker and they crew like Mike that ain't got shit to live for. It's like, what you doing with that shotgun, young man? You just a boy. <laughs> That's just a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like you get that. Yeah. It makes total like I watch other shows and they just after a while the writing just goes off of a cliff yeah. and it don't make no sense. Like so, I love Homeland. Homeland went off a cliff. Like, like the I last keep it a beat with you. One of my favorite shows ever is Entourage. After Vince got out of the rehab, it just doesn't make any it's fucking un- it's sense. It's unwatchable. It's, it's horrible. It's terrible. Me and my cousin Mike used to gather together Dog. and watch Entourage every fucking Sunday. And after a while, I'm just like, cuz, am I tripping or is this like unwatchable? Yeah. Like, there's Why is Bow Wow on here? What the fuck is yeah. going on? Like, yeah. This show is not good anymore. Dog, and you watch The Wire. I'm talking about to the very end. When Marlo came back in the cell, you getting out. You not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it all makes total sense. They tried to hit Mike. You know Mike is the new nigga in the, in the hood, the young boy that's really, like, on his shit, on his— yeah. They set Mike up for, for Snoop to kill him. Don't bring your gun. I got one for you. Mike, like, all right. Yeah. Pulled the joint right out. You was never one of us. How my hair look, Mike? You know, and like, <laughs> it just all to the end made total sense. So I'm going to try my, again for, like, the eighth time to get into <laughs> Game of Thrones because I really be wanting to yeah. understand the parallels and the, the conversation. Game of that, Thrones is fire. Game of Thrones is, is awesome. I'm going to rewatch it again from the beginning. 
The Wire is just that. That's my shit. I watch the. I mean, I make it at, at least once every three years. I rewatch I'm not, I'm not, the yo, whole listen, Wire. Listen, I'm not even entire. gonna lie. Like I literally, we used to link up at Shiz Crib. Shout out Shiz. Like how you talk about the Andrash? Yeah. We used to link up there every Sunday to watch the Wire. Like I'm talking about deep as shit in Shiz Crib. Everybody, we used to bring our chicks through there. Motherfuckers would cook. It was like a Wire right. party every motherfucking Sunday. New Year's Eve for 2007, me and Ra had on. Remember when Obama was running and his campaign was Hope? Yeah. It was Obama's face with the red, white, and blue, yeah. and it said Hope. We had Clay Davis, and it said She. <laughs> like, no, we we was wire fanatics. Clay man. Davis is one of the best supporting characters in the history of television. Stringer tried to get him out of here. Yeah. He was gonna send Slim Charles down there. Avon, like you trying to whack <laughs> senator. You losing it, dog. You got burnt for that bread. You burnt. Shouldn't even be over there fucking with them. He said, I don't know these fucking, talk about Barstow people and this and that. I don't know who fucking money it is. I'll take anybody's money if he giving it away. But in The Wire, he'd have whacked the senator <laughs> and then probably became senator. <laughs> <laughs> Three episodes <laughs> later. Power, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the power, yeah. Like, that's how unbelievable this shit be. But yeah, no, I want to uh, contribute something to the Game of Thrones Wire argument one of these days. So I'm going to try again with Game of Thrones up. Bill Billions is coming back. I was about back, to so say, I'm, you know it's coming back tonight. Yeah, Bobby Axelrod. I'm fucking hype for that, man. I, I love Billions is probably my favorite shit out that's right now. That's extremely well written Yeah, shit. that's real good. I, I like Dollar Bill. They killed Dollar Bill, I'm going to be pissed. But it's like, <laughs> as long as Dollar in there, I'm good. Dollar but, Bill's excellent. Um, Wendy, Wendy Rhodes is, is, I love is, her. is great. I love her. Like last season when uh, when Bobby and Chuck was plotting and they was like, we can't tell her that we're about to yeah. set somebody up and da da da. And she walk in the room like, all right, so who's the Patsy? Yeah, she knew already. <laughs> she knew already. Like, yo, we got somebody got to take the fall for this shit. I like the uh, the the, uh, the the no sexual gender oh, girl Taylor Taylor. I like her a lot because she's. It was a little weird at first. But the character makes total fucking sense. Yeah. Like her being a mathematician and then, you know, I'm a poker nigga. So I like when she smoked ball in the, at the poker tour. Yeah. I was like, that was fly <laughs> shit the way she did that. But yeah, no, nah, Billions is probably my favorite shit out right now. Yeah. Like something that I constantly, like every week I'm on the new episode. And really you know what else is good? Don Cheadle new show, Black Monday. I, I saw the preview and I, I was like, I'm going to watch that shit. Oh, it's hilarious. I tell you something I still haven't got into. They was talking about on uh, the Joe Rogan joint, uh, Ray Donovan. I haven't. Said I love Ray Donovan. Everybody says it's good. And I, I haven't, love Ray Donovan. I haven't said. Listen, but here's how I got turned on a Ray Donovan on Grantland Channel. One time, there was this guy explaining all the reasons why Ray Donovan is a piece of shit and doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. And it's like a video podcast of him like explaining like. For 13 minutes about how Ray Donovan is the worst TV show in the history of television. And he's like, this motherfucker, he's in uh, he, he's in Temecula. And then he's in Los Angeles 40 minutes later. It takes one hour and 47. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Minutes to get from Temecula to fucking <coughs> Southern California, and then after that, he goes back to the house, gets his gun, kills a guy, goes back home, goes back to his apartment yeah. downtown LA in five minutes, takes a shower, and he's just like, This is the fucking stupidest show ever. This doesn't make any sense. Is Ray Donovan, is John Voight in it? Yeah. Okay. He's I, his dad. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah, I Lee saw Schreiber him. is uh, Ray Donovan, and then John Voight is his father. I watched Heat the other day with John Voight and all of them. Yeah. It's funny when you watch them old movies and you realize just how many, like, stars and people that went on to become so and so was in. Like, Jeremy Piven was in there. 
Remember, he was the scumbag yeah. little doctor and shit that came and fixed up Chris and shit when he got shot. Like, it was so many motherfuckers just in heat that you didn't even realize till like, yeah. you go back and you watch he, it again. Heat, something I, I watch heat at least once a year, once or twice a year. I watch Goodfellas and Casino every Forrest, time. Forrest, I mean, uh, Bubba Gump was in fucking heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many motherfuckers in heat. You really don't pay attention to it. Yeah, Bubba Gump. Dog. Have a fruit bowl tramp. That nigga was in everything back in the day. Somebody recently was like, yo, whatever happened to him? It's like he did Bubba Gump and a wait to exhale and then just disappeared. I'm like, he was an ATL. And my homie was like, he wasn't an ATL. I'm like, yes, he, he was, was the uncle. uncle. You didn't get no cutty. And he was like, oh, <laughs> shit, it was Bubba Gump. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that nigga's in everything, yeah. yo. You don't even be paying attention to it. He legit in every fucking movie out there. But yeah, I watched Heat the other day. I was like, damn, I forgot how good Heat was. Yeah, Heat you was made, all it. I was thinking about you. You was talking about uh, Pacino and De Niro ending up on Cheetah Vision movies. Oh, man. And I'm like, yo, with, with Pacino and De Niro did Godfather 2, Heat. Like, they was really, like, killing everything they did together. And then just ended up with 50. Ended up with 50 and doing movies with mad old broads. Yeah. All right, I want to talk about uh, something that's going on in the world right now. You niggas, man, have completely... <laughs> you have jumped the shark. Somehow. Some... Wait, real quick, I'm going to show you the video. <laughs> right. As bad as the Miami videos were all week, and we're going to discuss all of them. We're going to discuss every single one of them. Let me turn my Wi-Fi on here, man. Cause, uh, I got AT&T, and they playing games, apparently, with my service. I want to get your reaction to this. Come on, man. <laughs> I just Dog. watched the video. Somebody brought their child to spring break in Miami. Cole, they have a stroller. Cole stroller. On the beach. On in the, the beach. sand. A stroller. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it, Chief. Dear niggas in Miami. That, that ain't, ain't it. it. Listen. For the last two weeks straight, because every, people, everybody knows spring break is staggered. Every mm -hmm. school doesn't go on spring break at the same right. time. So it's like a span of three weeks. At least for the last 14. I was uh, going to say last eight or nine days for sure. It's it like seemed 14. Like, it feel like every, like, like, like it feel like it's two shifts. Like it's the morning, <laughs> like it's the morning nigga news and then the nighttime nigga news. You see some new shit. Bruh, for the last, let's Settle at 10 business days. All right, we'll do that. Y'all have been actively trying to end Miami yeah. like it's a GTA mission. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers was fighting the convenience store boy. I saw that. Nigga had the white shorts on with the white beard. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, they, they tried to rumble the convenience store boys and got choked the fuck out. I spoke about it on my Insta story yesterday. And um, it's sad. Why? Like, the younger generation... You got to remember, we old now. You know what I'm saying? We washed low-key as, sure. you know, as far as I, life I goes. accept it. You're 35, I'm 34. We same age. These, these motherfuckers is 19, 20, yeah. 21. The younger generation does not know how to have fun. And it's it like the older motherfuckers would say this about us. Right. Like, y'all don't know how to have we We have some. And I, I kind of see it at times. Like, this younger generation, though, they don't even understand Yo, we going on vacation. Yo, we going to go out here and represent our city. We go, you, Like, they don't even have that in their minds. Huh. It's, man, I'm out here. <laughs> and I'll fuck a nigga up if need be. And, and, and we can get into whatever. <laughs> and when you live a certain life and you, you, let's be real, when you just have nothing, 
you you don't care. Like yeah. you said it best. Uh, the young average young man is waking up every day. <sighs> Nobody smoked me yesterday. All right, bet. It's a good day. We out here. <laughs> and it's like, that's how a lot of these motherfuckers are. They're really just outside. Like last night, me and Rob was in Sugar House, and I was playing poker till like 1.30, and he had came back to cash out a ticket in the yeah. sports book. So we was over there putting in parlays for today. And we was walking out the sports book, and we just, he had to like go to the cashier for something, and we just walking through the casino. And I'm like, it's so many motherfuckers in here not gambling. Just like in here. Lurk mode. And... You've been to Sugar House, right? I was just in Sugar House earlier. So have you come in where the poker room is, where the big staircase is? Have you come yeah. in that entrance? All right. So the poker room is to your left. The sports book is right there to your right. So we're sitting, like, at the sports book just chatting, and we're watching the traffic coming in. And it was like the people got younger and and hungrier and just way less, like, it, it just, it, like, oh, this is just a place to go at 2 in the morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, motherfuckers is coming in here not even to gamble. They just in the way. And you say that a lot. Like, the young black crowd just, they don't know how to not be in the way. Yeah. They're like, I'm just going to go. And it's like, it's not like that. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll find out what's going on when I get there. I'm, I'm coming to, to play poker. If I wasn't playing poker, I would not be here. Rock coming to fuck with the sport. If the sports book was not here, he would not be here. And it's so wild. When I be in a poker room... Robbie and the sports book will be texting each other. Right. We won't even go to each other's locations right. just because if I come to the sports book and I ain't got no sports shit going on, yeah, I'm here. I'm talking to you, but you looking at the screen yelling and right. screaming. I'm out. I holler at yeah. you. I'm he here come, for what I'm here for. When he comes to the poker room, I'm in a hand, and he come up, tap me on the back. Could you get the fuck out of here for like 10 minutes? <laughs> like, like, what, you know what I'm saying? And we we understand that, and it's like, I don't want to feel in the way. And I watched these people show up in Miami this week, which is a tourist hotspot as far as America's yeah. concerned. It's one of the probably one of the four or five biggest in America. Watching y'all show up there, and I've been to Miami several times. It's so much fun shit to do in Miami. Yeah. So much new shit to experience. Go down to Coral Grove, Coconut Grove. Walk around down the, the the art district. Go to the Versace Museum. Go go to Load and Lock and shoot shit up something. Yeah. Why are y'all on ocean? The only thing niggas know <laughs> is Ocean Drive. Wet Willie's is the center Yo, of the storm. I, I'm not trying to be funny. I don't go to Ocean Drive when I'm down there. Yeah. I don't. I stay away from there purposely because I know what it's going to look like. Y'all drinking them big, dumbass $50 drinks. Eating sh- chicken fingers and popcorn shrimp, and and argue and smoking hookah. That's it. Speaking of, seen a video with a group of girls oh performing God. city girls at the fucking sidewalk diner, and the people in the uh, in the back with their families just like, what the like fuck what is in going the on? hell is what happening? What did I roll up on? Do you see the one with the bitches snatching each other wigs off? Yes, that shit was like, what the fuck is? Why ain't your wigs Girl attached even to had shit? Nothing to do with it. She was playing peacemaker, got her wig snatched, and she said, well. well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, this shit is sad watching this shit like this. And then the worst motherfucking video I saw out of it all, the guy knocking the chick out, out of pocket. Pole. And this is how I just know, this goes back to Chad again saying 2019 is just, just, just throw it in the just, goddamn just, garbage. Just sh- ball it up into a little basketball and fling it into the garbage. I watch niggas on Twitter today try to justify Man's punching her in the face like that by saying, oh, well, she slapped him in the back of the head. And it's like, bruh, we as black people sit and talk all the time about cops using excessive force. Where even if I am in the wrong, even if I am bringing the law, why are you going to shoot me to kill me from the jump? 
This is a woman. She slaps you in the back of the head. You could have legit turned around and mushed her. My man jumped. He jumped. It was a falcon punch. It's not funny, but (laughs) he jumped and punched her in the face and then flexed after it. Yeah. And that was the shit that just enraged me. Like, fam, <coughs> don't, n- not not one of them. Like, come on, dog. And then the niggas standing around filming it. Niggas put their phones in her face while yeah. she knocked out cold on the ground. I cut it off before I got to that part because I was like, I'm not going to stick around to see you niggas go full nigger in and, the and, situation. Yeah, it, it just, I don't I got sisters. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I got a lady. I got women I'm friends with. I got women I care about. I got yeah, like I, I. Man, the whole scene. Of don't just please like, don't put me in that position ever. Right. Where like my sister's laid out cold, oh, like because I'm 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 like you always talk about. I'll go do them little them yeah, little no, years. That little twenty five or whatever. Like some shit. Because it's be just some 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 for. things is just bigger than than this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. My run only pay eight five right now. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? I got bullshit run for this ring. Let's go. Like, we can't do that, though. And any nigga I'm around, any nigga I'm cool. If I'd have seen that video and it was you, this shit, I'm cool, dog. Because right. you, you, you somewhere I'm not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I look at it like this. When you have a life and you have things to lose, it's just a certain way you move and a certain conduct that you, certain way you conduct yourself. Absolutely. When you go out into the world. Like right now, I'm going through a situation. I've spoken on it. I'm trying to get a job overseas. So I'm going through a government investigation right now. Do you know how these motherfuckers would look if a video pop up through the investigation of me punching bitches lights out? With a tiger uppercut on the beach? You're probably not getting that job. The investigation man. is closed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we had the investigation open. We just closed it. Yeah, it's done. Enjoy you understand what I'm saying? And it's- I said it the other day, like with us, when we like when we went down and we ran all the car shit. I wish Losa one of them would have been like, yo, like I'm trying, like yo, come with me, man. We about to rumble these niggas. I'll meet you there. <laughs> we get the car to valet. I'll meet you. I'll pull right down there. I'm not going down there. You out of your fucking mind? And that's what I mean. Like these people go to Miami. Just keep it a bean. Motherfuckers be eight, nine to a room. Facts. They got no cash on them. It was a motherfucker who went down that year with us, and motherfuckers was like, rumblings, oh, he he only came down with $200. And I'm just like, what are you trying to get? Like one hookah? Chlamydia. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> All you getting in Miami for 200 is, is an STD. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, an STI. Real shit. A curable, <laughs> a curable sexually transmitted infection. Like you going to fuck around and get... Chlamydia and mesothelioma <laughs> fucking around down here. It's just hookah and hoes. Like, you tripping. What, hookah $80. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it, like, watching the shit go on, it's just like, damn, where y'all staying at? Yeah. Last time me and Lee went down there, we stayed 33rd floor at Epic, the club level. It was free food and open bar all day, 24 hours a day. I'm not going to jail. Yeah, that's how I was when I went to, uh, when I just went to uh, Cabo, not, not Cabo, uh, Cancun. It was Riviera op- St. Maya. Endless, bottomless mimosas, open bar until midnight. And then it was free food every m- breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it wasn't like bullshit. Like, they was putting yeah, out like, yeah. squid. Like, all you had to do was come back to the hotel. You could eat and drink for free all the fuck you want to stay in on the club level. It's like, I'm not going to jail tonight. I remember when the cops pulled me over because I was speeding. Just funniest shit ever. John and JT, they had a, uh, a ZL1 Camaro. 
drop top. Funny, they had Keisha and Butt with them in the car. So I pulled up in the Maserati. John said, fuck out of here, nigga. I'll smoke you. I'm like, what? Skate the fuck off. Undercovers come out of the fucking bushes in a Ford Fusion. Throw their lights on. So I see it. I pull over. John and them pull up laughing. Skate the fuck <laughs> off. All right, cool. So the cop come up. He like, yo, what you doing, man? As so I explained it to him, I'm like, look, yeah, I'm down here on vacation, whatever, whatever. I'm a uh, commercial driver from Philly. I got a CDL. I drive a bus in Philly. Da, da, da. He like, all right, well, look, man, like, we clocked you at 93. Like, you know, we clock you at 100. We take the car here. Oh, like, shit. no, that's like a rule. Like, yeah. they get you at 100. They impound the car. You go to fucking Broward County, I think you in, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> He like, we take you straight in. Like, at 100, we, you know what I'm saying? So he like, I understand you down here having your little fun. I can see you not inebriated, whatever, whatever. Have fun, but. But slow the fuck down. I'm like, no, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, you know, I thank you for the warning, the heads up, whatever, whatever. So I know to keep it at 99 and below. You know, he started cracking the fuck up, whatever. So he let me go. So I meet up with John and JT. Here go JT. Why you ain't burn the cup? I'm like. Pardon? What? <laughs> I'm like, pardon? He was like, yeah, nigga, you got the fucking Maserati. It was in a fusion. Smoke them niggas. I'm like, I got to go to work on Monday. <laughs> like, what? Like, It's nothing thorough about being locked up, period, let alone locked up out of state. So he was like, nigga, you never seen a shit with Dre with the Testarossa when he, when he went on the chase with the cops? I'm like, Dre the sells headphones? <laughs> are you talking about Andre that came the fuck down <laughs> I'm like what are you talking about I'm like you're comparing me to a fucking like, multi-platinum you, you do know that he got pulled over got the shit beat out of him after that too and right? went to jail for five months <laughs> <laughs> it's like that shit wasn't just over it wasn't it was like oh shit you right <laughs> he did get his cranium cracked damn my bad and, shit. and, and it's like if no. I didn't have a job to go to Monday or a home to come back to or you a family that cared about me I'd have punched <laughs> the fucking it. pedal and been the fuck out of it, but no, I got shit to go back to. So it's like, yeah, no, we can have fun and do what we do, but we gotta remember we got shit, we got things to do yeah. outside of, and that's higher purpose. And that's where it's like a lot of this shit that go on now in like just young life. They they really just don't have a they purpose. They freestyling their way through life. They, Majority of them on spring break and don't go to college. <laughs> you on spring break being a menace, and you don't go to no, you're not affiliated <laughs> with no university. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I got about I got two semesters of community <laughs> under my belt, but you know I'm about to go back. I gotta retake the ACT, and then I'm gonna get my thing back going. But if that don't work, then they got a program at the Vry. I tried to sneak in a little drink. I was fucking <laughs> like last night in the casino. Rob was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on in Miami? And all this crazy shit is going on, and I was like, it's spring break. Rob was like, it. Can't be spring break. It's forty year old niggas I follow down there. <laughs> I'm like they fucking losers, right? <laughs> he was cracking the fuck up. He was like, no, nah, it's like forty year old motherfuckers I follow down there. I'm like they losers. <laughs> Can't be spring break. I'm like the fuck you talking about? I'm like it's spring break, dog. I'm positive. He was like, oh, I thought it was the the weekend that everybody go down. I'm like, no, nah, that shit ain't till April. In April, baby. And it's funny because a motherfucker I went down there with hit me recently and was like, yo, we going to go down uh, for, for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? This week, we going to pull the whips out. Like, yo, pull up. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'll let you know. I'm, I know I'm not going, but I'm like, I, I'll let you know. That day, and this is just, this is exactly why I know I'm not going to this shit ever again. This is just how bad. When we went, I don't want to say like the upper echelon or no shit like that, but... 
he's an older dude. Like, he's older than us. So his crew is naturally older. The, the women, the, everything is older. So we were like the young guys that were there that yeah. year. Because they're 10, 15 years older than us, some of these motherfuckers. So we were like the young dudes. And we you saw the manner in which we showed up. We not here on some stupid shit. We not here running out on tabs or none of that goofy ass shit. We, we threw a house party there. You know what I mean? We here to have fun just like y'all. And we going to fuck with y'all and whatever, whatever, whatever. Over the years, I've watched it. He makes his money, and I'm happy for that, and I'll never hate on that. Yeah. But just I know I can't be a part of the festivities with the deterioration of the the, the ethics yeah. for the people. Once the bossy shit happened, it's over. Yeah, this is in the bushes. Yeah. So I'm that day when he was like, "Yo, we gonna go down there." I'm just like, "I'll let you know." I'm driving the six, coming from showing him all the bra on yeah. Chick get on the bus. She like, I ain't got no uh, fare. I left my, my Trizzy at the house. You, I'm going to Brawnoni. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't think none of it. She goes sit down and hit the six. We get to Brawnoni. People getting off the bus. Her hair is all over the place. We've just a fucking mess. Uggs just smoked. Phone screen cracked. She ain't she ain't had no fare to get on right. the motherfucking bus. She on the phone with the earphones in there. She get off the bus like, yeah, you know we going down for so-and-so weekend this year, right? Yeah, we turning up. We going to burn Miami down. I'm just like... Probably not. Pathetic. <laughs> but but hearing her say that was just like reassuring to me, like yeah. as to why, like why it's not the right move. What are, what are we gonna do in the same space? Nothing. You you can't afford to get on the bus. Listen. Why do I, you why do you even want to go to Miami? Because I gotta be in I gotta be in the mix, baby. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. We was like my next vacation. We're 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 either we've narrowed it down now to. Barcelona, Bali, or Italy. I'm not going till I got certain things. You know, like yeah. you just don't make certain moves until. But these I people tell my legit. All the time, I I ain't going to Delaware with like under three hundred dollars in my pocket. So y'all, why would you go seven hundred and eighty-seven miles or, or however many fucking miles this way from home, and you got forty dollars? Think Miami to here is twelve hundred. Like twelve hundred. Like Atlanta seven eighty-seven. So it's like, why would you go that f- long of a distance with two hundred and forty dollars or some shit like that? Like, what are you looking at? Because the, because them flights is one hundred and nine on that airline where you gotta sit Indian style and tuck your shit in. The, uh, Spirit Airlines. You strap yeah. yourself to the wall. <laughs> you, you gotta bring your own duct tape to strap you remember, into the motherfucking seat. Remember that fucking ride at the, uh, at the county fair to join the gravity Gravitron. Device, the zero gravity yeah. You gotta strap yourself to the wall like on the fucking Gravitron and fly like this the whole way there. The fucking Gravitron. But yeah, no, them flights is cheap. They be nine in a room. Motherfuckers legit. Like, yo, bro, you, yo, Hearing the young niggas say, bro, bro, nah, bro, nah, bro, listen, bro, like, I be like, oh, my God, that shit, like, you know I'm up Bro Nolni now, yeah, so it's yeah. like, hearing it is like, Bro Nolni is the epicenter of negativity. I didn't realize how bad it was. It's negativity north. I told you the other day, I walked into Dunkin' Donuts to go get a coffee, the young boys out there, yo, I got, uh, I, what do you say, I got Nick Salau, OG, the boy was like, yo, I got H of 15, big dog, and I'm just like, I'm a bus driver. <laughs> Y'all out here saying this shit to old ladies. Any, anybody that walk past, they letting them know. And, I, and, and what's crazy is I'm just like, I'm a bus driver. Dog can't get into that shit. Then I got inside. I'm like, 
Ace for 15? At least let me look yeah. at it. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad deal. Hey, man, listen, you know. Let I, me talk I, to you, young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I might know somebody that, that could take part in your services. You know, if, you, if, if it's the actual eight for the 15, let but, me see it. But, yeah, I, I look at just a lot of things that go on in life, man, and I just, we got to do better as just a people. Yeah. We owe it to ourselves. It's like. If you want to go to Miami, and people always be like, oh, y'all hype about Miami. Miami's a fucking nice place. It is. The water's nice. The beach is nice. I think about moving down there. Uh, we, me and, we, yo, we talk about it all the fucking time. Like, if this whole overseas shit yeah. pop, when we finally done and come back, probably going to get a condo in my. That's where yeah. I want to be at. Like, it's a nice place. I don't know if I'd be, like, right there, Miami, but, like, uh... Maybe like once you go past like uh, Ball Harbor, like yeah. going up towards like 94th, 95th, yeah. something up there, or even like Naples, Florida, something yeah. like that. Like my so, homie just moved to Tampa. He in love with. It. He said, some, I, "I'm never coming home." Somewhere you close to the water and you ain't got to be near the foolishness. Yeah. You know, I don't want nothing on Biscayne. I don't want to be near none of that yeah. foolishness with the heat games and all that wild shit. But it's a nice area. Cars, the women, you know, it's a lot of foreigners, you know, the Cubanos and all of that shit is always an event. You know, if you like club life, I don't really care for it, but we was talking about that the other day. It's like two places for black people to go here. You know what I'm saying? On some like nice upscale. Like somebody the other day was saying how Lucky Strikes, when they opened, had a dress code. And now they're like preying on like the young urban crowd to yeah. keep the doors open. And yeah, it's just like, come in. it's like, yeah, it's Philly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Rob was even saying that about Vault when he first started DJing. They were trying to do like the upper, up, the upscale events for blacks. But Rob was like, you realize there's only like nine of them in the city. <laughs> you like, you can't. You yeah, know, you do that shit for three months and then them same nine motherfuckers come and bring eight friends with them and then you realize like damn we not making no money yeah like you it's not DC we need oh. the bottle poppers in here call DJ Boo mm, yeah you know what I'm it's the same cycle every time Noto was going through the shit right now alright like with Noto when Noto first came into the market it was all this hoopla about this club and they bought the building and had to get it rezoned and this and that and they spent three million and whoop de wop and all this cute shit and now they got all urban promoters now. Every day of the week is urban. How Thursday, about it? I Friday, remember Saturday, when Noto first popped, y'all was saying how it's going to be like a no-nonsense, no-nigga type place. Nigga night. That's where we yeah. started that. Yeah, yeah they, was, they was doing Thursdays and Sundays. They Friday was EDM, and then they Saturday was uh like pop top 40 acts and shit like that. And then you realize, like, damn, white kids come in here, or even if they, you know, young, uh, white young professionals, they come in here, they buy a bottle of Goose or Kettle or something like that. Yeah. They're not buying 14 bottles of Ace of Spades. You know why? Because they're not stupid like us. And once you realize, like, that the black consumer is like a fucking idiot and we buy shit that's dumb and regrettable and all of that shit, and it's like, oh, yeah, and guess what we do? We come with cash money. Jules was saying how he go to the clubs in Qatar and they see you and you just like a black dude and they like, fuck. He said, they be sending you bottles, Lumador, <laughs> motherfucking uh, Julio. Yeah. He's like, they just send that, like, just fucking with you. Like, we all getting paid out here. We see you, big dog. Like, right. And he's like, that shit's just not normal. Like over here, like yeah, you no, go to they like prey on you here. <laughs> they lay, lay on right you. on you. Yeah, you lay yeah. right on you. It's like, yo, these niggas over here in the corner are going to buy nineteen nineteen forty twos. Like they're idiots. Yeah, I was telling Ra last night. I'm like, yo, like actually walking through Sugar House, like see, because I never go to actual tables in yeah. there, but. Seeing the crap tables, seeing the blackjack tables, seeing the uh, the slot area, seeing the what's the game with the spinning wheel they like roulette. roulette. 
seeing those tables and watching the cigarette smoke and the black and mild smoke, I'm, my eyes was like yeah. hurting by the time I walked through yeah. there. And I'm like, yo, you go to a roulette table, it's two people gambling, the whole table's packed. Yeah. You go to a blackjack table, it's ten chairs at the table. It's only six motherfucking <laughs> spots. Niggas pulled up chairs. Motherfuckers pulled up. The one nigga pulled up to the table. He's like, what's up with you, bro? Came over, you know what I'm saying? Give you some luck. Sat down, and he had a bunch of Lucy's that he just put on the table, and he just... Yeah, dog, would you... Now double down on that, dog. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, this shit is crazy. And I told Rob... I wouldn't even want to win no jackpots. I'd be pissed. <laughs> like if I won something, I'm like, fuck. Now I got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> it's crazy watching just the in the wayness of, yeah. of it all. But the Miami shit this past week was very was it was sad. Watching every, it was it was like a new video every hour. <laughs> the, the, when you that shit with the baby just sparked before I came in here. So who knows what's gonna be on the nightly nigga news when we get out of this joint? But yeah, no, nah, it's like why is it that black folks, young black folks in particular? Can't just go anywhere and have fun, not no violence, not no fights, yeah. and just go home and fuck who you want to fuck, do whatever you want to do. Like, I don't understand why y'all have... They said there was somebody was rumbling in your joint the other night, and it was just like... Oh, on Friday? They said somebody got lumped up the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, so... Uh, I seen people talking about it on uh, Twitter. Yeah, my homies beat some niggas to death. <laughs> like, it was one nigga against, like, 33 people. And they beat that nigga to death. They threw, they hit him with chairs and everything. And you know what happened? The, they cut the music up and threw his ass up. He's like, oh, yeah, why you bothering them good people? Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your fucking night outside, cuz. Yeah, that should be wild. Like, motherfuckers come out with the... I told you I watched motherfuckers. We went into Julie's back in the day. He took the gun and put it on a string and put it on... on like, like, you know, you had a... Uh, the Key Jones, what yeah, they call them? The, the lanyard. Uh, lanyards. He had one of them, and he put the gun on that and put it behind his back and had a turtleneck. And I'm just like, that ain't it. And he was like, no, you can't see this, John, can you? And we, and we we was like, not really, but still. So he pulled, unzipped the turtleneck, took the shit down, and put the gun in his hat. <laughs> And was like, how this look? And we was just like, how this look? That ain't it either. He's like, more, that 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 more ain't it. <laughs> Go back to the lanyard and the turtleneck. Yeah, listen though, one time right back when me and Boo had the mess or whatever, somebody he know motherfucker really came in there, put the gun on a lanyard joint and got in. Like the security padded him yeah. and didn't peep it was a gun. They just took that. It was just like. Whatever, like yeah. a work ID or some shit like that. And he got in and sh- called Boo like, yo, come here. I got his joint in here. It was like a big ass forty five. Like how y'all didn't realize this thing had a gun on his neck. And it's it's wild when you sit back and really think about it. Like you get a gun into like somewhere you don't need a gun. Then what? Yeah. Now you on edge all night because you got the burner. Now it's everything that's maybe something that's not something. It becomes something now. So now you like super on edge, defensive, edgy because you know you got the joint on you. The rapper, the baby was talking about this uh, on The Breakfast Club, and he was basically saying, like, he was in the... He, he had a situation where he shot two niggas at a Walmart. I've seen people talking about that. So, what exactly happened? So, basically, in this situation, he's in Walmart with his, like, his infant daughter and his baby mom. Mm-hmm. So, he walking around, the joint, whatever, he's like, I'm kissing on my daughter and de- baby talk and this, this, and that. He's like, and it's like these two young boys, like, walk past me in the aisle, and they, like, mugging. And I can tell, like... It's a problem. You know what I'm saying? He's like, and I don't know these motherfuckers. I never met them before, never seen them before, nothing. But I can just tell us a problem. He said, so then I'm at another aisle. Here these niggas come again. He said, so 
Finally, like, they walk up on me and say, such and such. And he said, listen, bro, I'm here with my family, blah, blah, blah. Let's go outside. He said, so. What was, why were they mugging him, though? For no, literally, for because the young boy had the gun and he was on some, like, I'm going to press somebody, to, like, just on some, yeah. on some crazy shit. So he said, yo, let's, he's like, all right, man. He's like, listen, go outside. Like, let's take it outside. I'm saying, I want my family. Well, we can do whatever y'all want to do. Let's take it outside. He said, so he tell his baby mom, take his daughter the whole opposite way of where he going. I'm going out front, go to the back of the store mm-hmm. or whatever like that. So they get out front. He said, the young boy draw down on him. Blah, 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 blah. Light his ass up. He's like, he don't think I got it on me. He said, I really do this. Like, I'm a, like, I really know how to shoot. He's like, yeah, he didn't think I had the joint on me. I upped the pistol and, and spanked him. He's like, open and shut case. It's over. He's like, police show up. They ask questions. Legal registered firearm. He got a gun right there. He tried to draw down on me. Murdered his ass. It's over. Ain't nothing to talk about. Swam to the other young boy. He ended up getting one of them died and the other one got hit. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, that's just a situation that's not even about nothing. Like, I'm with my kids. He's like, I'm a cold sucker for my daughter, for my children. He said, so I'm in the in Walmart at three in the afternoon, like prime time on a Saturday. Yeah. Motherfucker tried to pull a gun on me. Murdered his ass. That's wild. That that like happened like that, you yeah, know what it's I'm like saying? You, you imagine you going like you wake up and you're in no way in your day are you like I'm gonna have to kill a nigga at Walmart. I mean, honestly, like after the whole shit with New Zealand this weekend, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, this past week, um, rest in peace to all the people that lost Crazy their lives. With that it says situation. up to fifty people dead or wounded. Fifty people dead for sure. I was dead, dead yeah, more wounded, and um, I. You want to talk about the backstory first and then get into the afterwards with the gunshot, yeah, so I guess. apparently the guy that did it, um, I don't necessarily know if I want to say his name or not. I'm trying to give this idiot no publicity, but he basically is an uh, Australian citizen. Mm-hmm. He wrote an 87-page manifesto filled with anti-Muslim and anti-immigrant sentiments, and he went into a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, and killed 50 people. The youngest victim of the 50 three, people, I think? three years old. Yeah. Um, and this is just literally somebody woke up one day, decided... I'm going to this mosque. I'm going to kill everybody in this joint. And he live streamed it on Facebook. Had a GoPro on his fucking helmet. Had a GoPro on his helmet. Live Did you see the guns? Yeah. The guns. Army guns. The guns had previous killers names written on them. It's just like this bull was just like nuts. nuts. Yeah. And the wildest part I thought of the manifesto was he said his biggest he he basically praised Donald Trump and said that his biggest influence was Candace Owens. And I was just like, what? What? And then they told that to Candace Owens, and she laughed. And I'm just like. She's a very detached. I'm like, like, 2019 just is. is, Throw it. (laughs) Just get it. (laughs) Throw it in the trash, dog. 2019 is on some bullshit. So this motherfucker goes. They went into two different mosques. It was two different mosques that they did okay. it at. I saw the one video and it was just like the crazy. I didn't even watch. I couldn't watch. I, I told myself I'm not watching it. Like I, I saw it come across the timeline. Like the, you know everything comes yeah. across the timeline. I saw on Twitter. I saw the link. Skipped right over it. Said I'm cool. Like I, I'm not. I'm not watching. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Like I'm cool on that. But he he went in the mosque, started shooting. I saw that video because they and I saw it on CBS because they was like. We're only going to show you him getting out the car, talking. He was talking, like, to the camera. Yeah. Got out the car, got the gun. They showed him walk into the mosque and pick the gun up. It went off. Then it showed he came back out to the car to get the other gun. 
And I'm just like, this boy was. I just seen him unloading, reloading, and all that. I ain't seen him go get the other. He came back out because you can't carry two rifles and unload them and load them. And um, that's how I got hit in a super soaker fight back in the day. My dumb ass. (laughs) We no, we used to have super soaker fights like biggest shift in my neighborhood. I had two XP 300s, thinking I'm about to tear it up. Came out the crib like, yeah, what's up? Not realizing I can't pump (laughs) the water if I'm holding two guns all fucking stupid. Like, damn. Yeah, but that's he he came back and got the other joint and went back in, and it's just like, fam, I like that hatred, that like for you to go into a place of prayer. Place of worship. worship. You know it ain't no guns in here. You didn't go into a cave in Afghanistan or no shit like that. He did it while they were holding service. Right. It's just like. Yeah, it's a cra- it's a crazy, crazy situation. But yeah, I watched it. I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm not watching it. I'm cool on that. I, I said I'm, there's no way on earth I'm watching that. Like, I, I won't even turn that shit on. Because it's just like, what for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, it's just. it's and it, and The wild part about it all is that. He's alive. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? But here's the thing. With these mass shootings, right, uh, why why do the person always get taken alive? Like, And it's like, we want to talk to him and find out what he was thinking and this and that. Like, no. Kill his ass. Open and shut case. It's over now. It's nothing to talk about. And they, they uh, the New Zealand um, attorney general came out the next day and said that they've banned semi-automatic weapons in New Zealand. And everybody was going crazy like, oh, you see, that's how it works when you care about your people. America is trash. You know, y'all let the gun lobbyists and the NRA and shit control us. And I'm like, I'm partial because I understand that. But. I also understand what just happened with the baby. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense. You ban semi-automatic weapons, right? Handguns, rifles, shotguns, shit that's not rapid fire because yeah. that's military shit, you know, whatever, class three weapons. You ban semi-automatic weapons. You've made me as a civilian or Taylor as a civilian, or Lee as a civilian, or you as a, you made me now complete food to the criminal underworld. Yeah, because they're going to get what they need to get regardless. Because y'all ban weapons, the criminals aren't going to be like, oh, cool, we bring them right down there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All you've done is made it, me made me now a criminal yeah. for carrying a gun in defense. Yeah, because now the criminals know what you don't have. You're at an automatic disadvantage. Right. Even if you got a gun, you ain't got this motherfucker. Right. Like the baby said, he didn't think I had it on me and I do this. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, no, like, it's funny because I remember when I met Lee, she didn't have, she was, she wasn't like, she didn't like guns. You know what I'm saying? And like, we go to the range, all that shit. Like, and I I tell my sisters all the time, every woman I know, get a gun, learn how to shoot, keep that shit on you and do not have it on safety. Keep it in your purse, in your waistband, whatever you need to do. It's 2019. Have not we not been? It's complete yeah. trash. And women got it even harder because you just you got to go through the whole element of dealing with men and all their craziness. I know women who have been assaulted for not giving up their phone number to a nigga. Right. You understand what I'm saying? 
Like you got to live like that as a woman out here now. And yeah, you got to be you got to be constantly on defense. Killer Mike was saying how his wife be making him carry her purse when they together, and he was like, you know, it's, it's kind of that's the emasculating part of you know being with a woman or whatever. But he's like, her gun being there, so I feel a little bit more tougher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he like, yeah, like like she carry a biscuit around yeah. all this because motherfuckers out here are retarded and they know you Killer Mike wife and they know you riding around in this motherfucking Hellcat and got that big rock on and that Cartier mm-hmm. bracelet like. Motherfuckers, granted, I ain't, I ain't no motherfucking kingpin or nothing like that, but I get a lot of respect because I give a lot of respect. But at the same time, when these little dumb hungry niggas that ain't got nothing to lose, nothing yeah, to live because for. they're not thinking about who you are or what the repercussion is for doing what they're doing. They, don't, they can't see past tomorrow. No. So it doesn't matter. They're going to jump out there and, and, and do some crazy shit. Same way with the fucking shit with going on in, uh, in New York right now with them blood kids and YB and Almighty J and this, that, and the third. Yeah. They're not, when they're doing what they're doing, they're not thinking Jay Prince and his sons are connected to right. what we about to do. They saw a lick and they hit a lick. That was all. Mm-hmm. All of the other ancillary shit that happened in the in the course of it, the kid getting cut and getting the shit beat out of him, th- that was only done with the <laughs> end result in mind, which is we about to hit this motherfucking lick. This nigga ain't here shopping. He's out of bounds. He lacking. We going to lick this motherfucker. Right. That's all that was. It's plain and simple. And the some, streets, and, the and, streets are going to eat. And I know. Sometimes the lick go over. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes y'all got to come and have a powwow <laughs> and, and give up some of the lickings. Back, back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just the way it sometimes goes. Sometimes shit got to come back. But what I was saying all week on social media was like, yo, these kids is, is poor impoverished kids. The South Bronx is one of the most impoverished neighborhoods in the whole entire United States right. of America. These kids are dealing with and living with constant forms of despair. They look outside their window and literally see nothing. Right. There's no opportunity. There ain't no motherfucking job. It ain't nothing out there but a gun and some drugs for you. That's it in the South Bronx. Uh, one of my favorite Nas songs ever is um, Memory Lane off of Illmatic. That shit made Nas like a, you know. And on that song, he said, one for the money, two for the pussy, and foreign cars, three for Alizé, niggas deceased behind bars. I rap divine, God, check the prognosis. Is this real or showbiz? My window faces shootouts and drug overdoses. Live amongst no roses, only the drama. And that line always stuck with me. He's like, yeah. people wonder if this is for showbiz. Like, nigga, I live in Queensbridge Projects. Yeah. My window faces shootouts and drug overdoses. I live amongst no roses, only the drama. Real shit. For real, nickel plate is my fate. My medicine is the ganja. Here's yes. my base. Don't let me get started. But yeah, so, so, like that's so, real. So like when you situation. you in that twenty four seven, you don't give a fuck. You're not thinking about some fifty four year old man that's thou- literally thousands of miles away. When I could walk outside and get my, I'm warring with the niggas from across the street. Mm-hmm. I could die at any time. I don't give a. So it's not a thing of, oh, they need to. This they don't know and don't care. Right. They are at con- they are living in a fucking active war zone. Right. They they could get killed by a motherfucker across the street, motherfucker around the corner, motherfucker four blocks down. The police could fuck around and kill them. They they got all of this shit going on. So the least of their worries is we got to deal with motherfucking Jay Prince uh calling putting out a courtesy call or whatever the fuck yeah. you're going to do. They don't care. I'm like, "Bruh, when when that when that robbery took place, whatever valuables he had was instantly pawned off in a millisecond. Yeah. I said, so yeah, he gonna get the chain back for pennies on the dollar. For pennies on the dollar, so yeah, you gonna get the chain back. 
but you ain't getting it from them. No. You gonna get it from some jeweler or some rapper that wanna play hero and like, like went, he, and, went and bought the shit back. Yeah. And that's how you gonna get it back. You ain't yeah. getting it from these little dirty niggas because they down on their motherfucking luck. Mm-hmm. So all of the social media antics and all of that and all of this put you look crazy, and it goes back to what we were saying last week. Old niggas don't understand. Yeah, old the niggas don't don't get it at all. And it's funny because when I first saw it, I'm like, Jay Prince just sent a hint out over the ground. <laughs> and I, I I sent it to y'all, and I'm like, yo, yeah. uh, and then you you gave your synopsis. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, I'm thinking like, this ain't it. Yeah, like you not over the ground. You naming though. you naming names. Which, if a motherfucker want to incriminate themselves, that's their business. But that doesn't, in street culture, that doesn't give you the right to turn around and name their name separately. Because the same odds that's on them may not be on you. You already have beaten the feds before. You're automatically on the fed radar. Right. So anything that you say that look fishy or street related, the feds is like, oh, oh so, so, Zay number five. The, they, so now they're looking into this shit. Right. So you're not snitching. But you are speaking on shit that street niggas are not supposed to speak on. The funniest part about it was he added Cardi B. I thought that was absolutely like, hilarious. And Remy Ma. <laughs> two women that just had fucking children. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I was like, bro, what is you doing? <laughs> then, to even show how much old niggas don't understand the internet, you had to turn around and double down with another post because... I didn't see the second one. He had a second post because... Half the people didn't understand why you made the first fucking post. And it's like, bruh, if your words continue to get lost in translation, you need to get the fuck off the internet. Yeah. Like, if every time you put out a message or whatever, somebody's like, that don't set that, you kind of bugging, that yeah. shit don't sound right, you probably need to stop doing that. You need to communicate yeah. in another form. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, I respect J Prince. You know, I like J Prince a lot, but Love I'm just like, you gotta get off the internet. You gotta though. get off the internet. Like, y'all okay. have let, that. Y'all have literally let the internet get y'all to where it's like it influences too much. Yes. And it's like I know this might shock some of y'all because it's like Instagram is your number one like uh, source for new things. It's your number one go to whenever you start a business and want to get some info out there or whatever. But like there's a whole world where the internet doesn't exist. A lot of the criminal world doesn't take place on the internet. (laughs) A lot of the money, well, uh, supposed to. <laughs> stock exchanges, a lot of that shit, a lot of shit just doesn't happen on the net. So y'all need to stop living your lives where everything happens on the net. It's not realistic. Absolutely. Like if, if you got beef with somebody, that's one thing. If you get on Twitter and say, when I see at this nigga, it's on site. You, you no, <laughs> this ain't it now. A, tra- a charge usually follows something like that. There is a trail now <laughs> of this. Yeah. So when it go, you know what I mean? But yeah, so that, that whole shit just turned into a fiasco. And I'm just like, I respect Jay Prince so much. I'm like, it's sad to see you going out like this. Like, And the second post was like, the nature of the second post was so different and so much more aggressive. And he's like, a lot of y'all didn't understand what I'm saying. And that's why y'all niggas are squares. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> This is this a bad this is a bad look, big homie. Get off the internet, man. Log out. Yeah, but I my 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 thing is the way I feel about all of it is just to put a bow on it. I I feel like I'm not in the NRA's pocket. I'm not a gun lobbyist. I'm not a gun manufacturer or shipper. I'm not making no money from that. So it's like, you know, I'm not one of them people where it's like I'm 
the NRA and a lot of these di- you know different companies, they want to keep the shit rolling because it's a billion dollar industry. Me, I just want to feel safe. I want the people in my life to feel safe. I want to, you know. My old head used to live down in the street from me. He always said you're supposed to have four guns in your life. You're supposed to have a shotgun for intruders. Somebody break in your house, you got to wake up the dead. Yeah. You can't get up. We're not playing fair. You came into my house. Right. You're not here for fucking milk and cookies. Shit, that was another joint. The baby, his second shooting, home invasion. Yeah. It's like three people broke in the crib, but he was like the way that the house was, it was like a uh, like a town home or whatever. Oh, okay. So the way it was set up, they didn't know like it was separate entrances and shit like yeah. that. Or like he came in through the garage and they just didn't know. So they in the crib. So he said, I hear something. I'm just like. I know my brother has so-and-so. I just left him. It ain't no way because he would be such and such. He don't move that way around his house. He would announce himself. He knows X, Y, Z in here. I need, this, I, need this, I need to light something to fuck up. He said, so I look. I see one of them. I reach around the corner. Bang. He said, I just start letting the shit go. The rest of one of them get hit. The rest of them scatter. This and that. It's like, yo, you come in my crib. I'm not asking no questions. I'm just letting that shit go. Mohead always said you're supposed to have a shotgun for intruders coming to your crib because you're supposed to... You know, wake it up. You know what I'm saying? With that one, you should have a rifle for hunting. I mean, granted, we not doing much hunting. You should have a revolver for your wife and your children so they could get to that in the case something happens when you're not there and you're supposed to have your joint. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know. And it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, granted, I'm a, a gun owner and I, I preach that to own weapons and shit. Not to be outside shooting on fucking New Year's Eve or doing, you know, shooting when the kids is getting out of school or any goofy shit. But just... In protection matters. And I don't want to have that right taken away or see it diminish to where now you really done made things bad in an attempt to make things better. Because right. all of the mass shootings and the school shootings, it's ridiculous. I'm not, It's at a point now where it's just it's disgusting, it's awful. But I don't necessarily think banning guns, because at the end of the day, guns have been here since the 1800s. Right. And the school shootings just cracked in the last 15, 20 years. So I think we need to do more work on the people. More work on the people and on security protocols also. I don't even think it's that because I, let's just keep it a bean. I went to school. I went to Pepper. There weren't even metal detectors in there. They when, had metal detectors at Central after a while. When I went to Saw, we didn't get metal detectors till our 11th grade year. You had to come in a certain door and walk through the metal detectors before you could come into school. Yeah. But when I was there, ninth and 10th grade, you could come in 80 different doors. Yeah. And that's just how it was because the school was like a campus. So you could come in a bunch of different doors. But then 11th grade, you had to go around the NPR and come in. It was one door right. that let you in and let you out. Now, it's funny because I do the school tripper for Saw. When, when you go to Saw now... You don't. You can't even get in. You gotta buzz the main entrance door, which is right in the front, yeah. and they see you on camera. And if they deem you to be somebody who could get in, let you in, no, then they send the security to come get <laughs> oh, you and let you, you in, dog. Because I had to use the bathroom one day, and I had to go through. I'm, I'm like, no, look, I got <laughs> the ball. I got the name tag it's and the little bus camera, ball. like the bus right here, baby. I just gotta use the bathroom real quick. Bull came. He walked me to the bathroom and stood in the bathroom on some NCAA shit. Right. You ain't grabbing none of these kids, bus driver. I'm t- and I, I'm telling him, like, I went here. He like, that's cool. Wash your hands, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, like, I graduated no two, baby. Like, this is my old locker. I told him, like, this is my, don't bullshit. This is my old locker. He like, that's what's up. You you done? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm ready to go. He's like, all right, cool. Come on. I was like, I, I closed the door. He's like, I, 
I ain't like, come on. He let me out, and he, I'm talking about, like, awesome, awesome lean on me. Joe shit. Clark like, shit. Yeah. Like, he put no. the bolt lock on. This nigga might come back. I don't know. I don't know. Big boy Kyle Husky. I ain't trying to wrestle around with this nigga today. But no, nah, it's like that, dog. Like, you can't just, you'll go to a daycare. Nigga. I went, fuck a daycare. I went to. A, a hair salon one time to pick up something oh, yeah. for one of my homegirls. The girl straight was like, "We don't let men in." <laughs> Jazz be on that shit. No, you don't come fucking. I'm like, yo, I'm here. I'm here with the bank girl. I'm here to pay for some shit. Oh, hold on, maybe you could come in. Hair salons, <laughs> day daycares. I went with my homie to a daycare to pick his son up, and they knew who he he. You know, he's there all the time to pick his son up. And I came in with him, and they like, who is this? And they like, it's my friend Matt. And they like, you got your ID with you? I'm like, I ain't got no kids to bring, you know, put in the enrollment or nothing. But what's up? She's like, oh, no, we just need the photocopy. They took a photocopy of my ID. And was I was just like, because I, I was on to him like, do I even got my wallet? She's like, you don't, you got to get the fuck out. You ain't got your wallet. Like, oh, my wallet was in my back pocket. I'm like, oh, no, no, I got it. Okay. And I gave it to her. She's like, yeah, we'll make a photocopy of it, whatever, whatever. And yeah, I they, think it's like the CCIS or some shit like they that. They don't fuck around. But it's yeah. crazy because. When we were kids, you walk anywhere, walk walk in anywhere, any with anything. Dog, I remember my neighbor came and picked me up from daycare one time. <laughs> Mr. George came and, and Mr. George was a white guy. He came and picked us up from daycare. All right, take care. <laughs> it was the eighties. The shit just wasn't going right. on. Like now, it's everybody's so on edge because you just never know when the next massacre or the next yep. motherfucking. Serious, insane kidnapping. You just don't know. And you look at the situation in New Zealand, it's like you going to pray at your mosque. Yeah, you, you don't. Total, you totally are vulnerable. You're totally vulnerable in that situation. You know, like it, you, if you in a house of worship, if you are a gun carrier, that's the one place where you just like, I don't need to take the pistol. To right now, right. at least. I'll leave it in the car, but, you know, I ain't bringing it in. Then you look up and you got some crazy shit like that, and it's just. It, <sighs> I don't know how it changes or how it gets better, but you know, I, again, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who owns guns, preaches gun ownership, right. and doesn't do anything stupid with a gun. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't I like you got motherfuckers like that be tweeting, yeah, and I keep the burn on me, so it's whatever. You don't have to tweet that as a grown man. Definitely don't. You don't have to say that as a grown man. Because people are mis have misconceptions about having licenses to carry and shit like that and what that means. And it's like, yo, that ain't no open and shut case all the time. Yeah. Especially in a commonwealth state. It's going to be a motherfucking investigation. You're going to have to answer some questions. You're going to have to explain some shit. You can't just go out here shooting motherfuckers because you got a license to carry. Like It's not whatever because you got the gun. Like, like if I have a license to carry... And I shoot you after some words were exchanged and you pulled out a weapon. Okay, cool. But if they go back and show, find tweets of me threatening you that I got the... That was premeditated. It, it, it did. That was a crime. Yeah, at, at worst, man, at best, manslaughter. It, it's just a lot of things play into it. And that's why we go back to the Jay Prince shit. You can't tell people they're going to get theirs on the internet. And then they get theirs and be like, I ain't nothing to do with this. Right. What did you mean by they going to get theirs? You know, so the uh, pray for everybody in New Zealand, man. Pray for everybody who lost their life at that mosque. Absolutely. I, they were saying how people were diving and saving lives. You know, it's just, it, it's wild because, like, since we've been doing this, it feels like we've talked about 15 different at mass least shootings. 12, 15 different ones. 
and it's just becoming more and more common. And it's just like, yo, people are literally arming themselves to do as much damage as humanly possible yeah. to other people for no reason at all. And, and it's all like being propagandized and it's just stuff that they're thinking or shit that they're reading and this and that. And, and, and it's just like creating all of this animosity amongst people that makes them want to go and harm other people for no reason at all. Australian Senator Fraser Anning uh, gave a speech yesterday where he said, oh, well, the Muslims bought this on themselves. And the kid hit him with the egg. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So and that's what that was. That was He was giving a speech. And he was talking on it. And he oh. basically was saying how Muslims bought all of this on themselves for all of the years of terroristic stuff and all this. And the kid hit him with the egg in the back of the head. He turned around, smacked the young boy up. And it's just like... You got people who, in the face of this type shit, will turn around and be like, "Yeah, see, this is, this is what, yo." They showed a video for one of Trump rallies before he was president, where the the dude in the audience, like they was asking questions. White boy, he was like in Indiana, Iowa, one of them states, and the white boy was like. My biggest fear and thing I care about the most is the Muslims. We know the president is one, but uh. What are we going to do to just get them out of here? And Trump was like, we're going to work very diligently on that. And I'm just like, how do you even have a response to some shit that ignorant? You know what I mean? I was waiting for this question. And it just is wild watching it. Did you see Trump made a little speech on it? And it's just he was like he didn't condemn white nationalism. He never does. He was like, it's a very small group of people. I don't want to call say that's a terroristic group. And I'm just like. Bruh. He don't want to call nothing a terroristic group. He did, he he didn't want to call Charlottesville, Virginia, a, ter- a terroristic group, and he refused to condemn them. And he basically tried to call it down the middle. My man and had say, terrorist names painted on the gun. <laughs> that's cl- that's like clear what the fuck ter- are you talking that's about? Clear terrorism. Nuts, man. And I, I just I I don't know how it get better. You know what I mean? It's just. Again, like I, I want to see things get safer because yeah. at the end of the day, I remember the freedom we had as children. And that, again, plays into why a lot of these kids are so wound up and so angry. Yeah. They don't just get to do shit. Yeah. We got to go wherever. Wherever. We was just out. It wasn't no scary shit you had to worry about. You you was just allowed to just had the the biggest scare we had in Penrose was the the there was a uh, a mountain lion loose in the <laughs> creek one time. <laughs> I remember it. Get your ass in the house. Ain't no <laughs> mountain lion. <laughs> it's a mountain lion out there. I remember that. But just you want to walk down to 84th Street or walk up to 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 what was the park up 70th Street? Um, Finnegan's to the pool. Go ahead. Finnegan's a scumbag. Park. Yeah, school's awful now. <laughs> but yeah, no, you want to walk the Finnegan's? Go ahead. Y'all want to go to Sharon Hill? Go ahead. Because you just didn't have to worry about getting abducted and taken and shot up and all. Yeah, it just you just mm-hmm. it just wasn't a worry. So now it's everything so on edge and it's just it's nuts. Like, the parameters you have to go through for security, right. like, going into an NBA game now is like, God damn, like, it's crazy. Paul Mooney was like, I remember when getting on a plane used to be fun. Yeah. Like, going to the airport was like a fun experience. He was like, now what? He's like, you go in there with shampoo, you might end up in a headlock. Like, <laughs> shit real. Shit, motherfuckers used to fly cocaine on regular commercial airlines. Dog. And a carry-on. Dog. It was no sweat. Like, it was regular shit. Nothing. Like, so, I don't know. The um, But, yeah, pray for them people, man, that lost their lives. That's Absolutely. That's a tragic-ass situation. Where do you uh, want to go in this? We still got the y'all weird. We still got... uh. 
Yes Jewels and we got Let's rest. talk about the Yes Jewels. I have no knowledge on it. So All right, so the Yes Jewels was just on uh Highly Offensive, which is Murder Mook, Biscuit, and I forget the uh white guy's name. I don't mean to call him the white guy, but he's the white guy. Um yeah. they have this pod and it's a really big podcast. Like they've been number one on iTunes before and shit like that for certain interviews that they had. Um, on the podcast rankings and all of that Like it's a big fucking show right. And they had Yes Jules on the show And Yes Jules for those of you that don't know Is uh, this young uh, Puerto Rican and Italian woman That's how she classified herself She's from South Florida She was doing like kickbacks and hosting concerts And stuff like that in the South Florida like area Rolling Loud or some shit? Yeah exactly okay. She's aff- affiliated with Rolling Loud um, and she's like one of the main hosts and the curators for Rolling Loud, and she places artists on that show. On that show, and she does like styling and has relationships with Ronnie Feig and from Kith and this, that, and the third or whatever. So she was on the show. <clears throat> yes, Jules is one of those white girls that likes to push the envelope okay. and say and do inappropriate shit on the internet, and then act like. I don't know why I can't do that or argue you down about how come y'all can say nigga, but I can't. Or how come I didn't say or I didn't say nigga. I posted a shirt that had nigga on it. It's not the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like her pitch and like and what she's saying. And she talked about a situation she had with Joe Button since Santana, Scotty Beam. Used to be on Hot 97 and Karen Civil. And she said that Scotty Beam and Karen Civil are jealous of me. And I don't know why because I don't do what they do and they're not in my lane. But then you have tweets that are saying like the all the black girls hate when I show up because all the all the brothers want to get with me because I'm a white girl with a big ass. And it's just like all this antagonistic shit on social media. Then you get on this platform and try to play the victim or play dumb. Right. And it's just like. The, once the clips got it there, people lost their minds. But really, what people super went batshit crazy over is Murder Mook is on the show, and he's like straight soft shoeing, shucking and jiving <laughs> for this white queen on the show. And he even went as far as to say, "She said, he said, what's your ethnicity? I'm Puerto Rican Italian. Oh, you Spanish to me, ma." Not knowing like what's the breakdown or whatever, because he's looking for a reason to give her a a pass for the shit that she's saying. Because one, she's a a, a white woman with a big ass, and he's probably trying to fuck. And then two, because she's a big guest that he know is going to go viral and bring attention to his show. Okay. So he's just totally throwing him. He's got all the one liners, and he's just totally throwing himself under the bus. He's like, yeah, I got white friends that I grew up with that don't know they white. They say nigga all day long, and it's just cool. Like it's regular shit I don't take offense to that And he's just going off the rails about R. Kelly And it's a setup And all this crazy shit I'm just like what is this Like how did I like how did I get here <coughs> It's the worst 60 minutes of media In 15 years Like it's just an awful piece of media Moog is one of them people Where it's like you uh, If you're not battle rapping Lux in the we don't even store. need to talk to you ever. I think I'm just good. Then he, then once he got all the backlash, all the stupid shit he was saying, he went on Twitter and doubled down on the same stupid shit. Well, you know, I think different than y'all. That doesn't different doesn't yeah. equal good. I'm sick of that <laughs> in 2019, where people are like, I'm a free thinker. I'm allowed to have my own opinion. If your opinion doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense, your opinion is dumb as fuck. 
I can have the opinion that Lionel Richie is greater than Michael Jackson. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's not a harmful opinion. When your opinions become start to become harmful to other people and offend large segments right. of the population, you're not allowed to have those thoughts. Right. The reason why everybody got mad at Kanye for saying slavery was a choice is like, bruh, number one, you don't know what it's like to be a slave. Number two, your soft ass keeps comparing them not letting you design clothes to slavery we don't want to hear that shit you have rich people problems we have poor people problems right. and five shut the fuck up it's like when I argue with old head in my job Hig all the time about sports and he be like LeBron he awful man he just he not clutch and I be like you know LeBron in a clutch like in under 10 seconds, shots in his career actually shoots a higher percentage than Jordan and Kobe. I think Jordan and Kobe combined in shots under 10 seconds left in a game. And he was like, that's your opinion. And I'm like, nah, no, that's I, like, I have the numbers. Here they are. You can Google it. <laughs> like, it'll show it to you. You know what I'm saying? So we Google it and I show it to him. And he like, man, I'm not believing that shit. I'm like... <laughs> I don't, well, <laughs> ask for the information. Here it is. And be like, that's, you an, ex- that's an example of... Fake news. Yeah, like your your opinion trying to outweigh facts. Yeah, people, because people want to be, quote unquote, right more than they want to be factually correct. Right. And they just want to feel like what they think and how they feel is the right way. It's like the whole weight loss shit that was going on these yeah. past couple of days. And it was wild because my man sent it to me because he had the surgery. Okay. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Apologize for that. I'm fighting this cold <laughs> shit off. But uh, my homie sent it to me and was like, yo, they wilding like this in Philly. They, and I'm just like, yeah, cuz. Like, <laughs> oh, you tw- ain't know? <laughs> he on Twitter and he just was watching it. And I, I didn't even know what, what was happening until today. Yeah, I don't pay you know? these animals anymore. I, I honestly didn't know till today. And then I seen it and I'm just like, oh, okay, you know. Because me, I, I just... You know, and I have people asking me that shit a lot now, and I, I say the same shit all the time. Like I, I just don't, I don't care. Like it's not, that's not for me to worry yeah. about. You know, and so basically, they were comparing. They were basically how saying how it's. I saw one girl was like, niggas out here lying about having weight loss surgery. Then I saw another girl saying how niggas getting surgery now. They don't leave nothing to the bitches, and I'm like. This ain't it. I, yeah, I'm just like, I, you know, this, y'all mixing apples and meatloafs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. these ain't even, like, there's no parallel yeah, no, to this. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's no relatable situation to, to either of it. They and I had one of my homegirls the other day, she was like, do do it bother you that people are, like, treat you, do, do you feel that energy at all? And I was like, I don't feel anything from these niggas because right. I don't care. Yeah. And and she was like, what you mean? And I'm like, you got to understand something. And I, I can speak on it because I was there at one point where my doctor was actually mentioning it to me maybe three years ago, three, four years ago. Yeah. And I brushed it off because it was like, I was ignorant. I ain't getting no fucking surgery. That's, right. that's for weirdos. You know, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. And then I literally got to a point where it's like, it's my health and me being able to live a productive, decent life or worrying about what anybody's going to say. Right. And then I have to come to the realization, I'm not Kanye West. I'm not Donald Trump. Yeah. I hear Kanye West all the time say, I don't care what y'all say as long as y'all say something. I'm not yay. Right. 
<laughs> so I, you know what I'm saying? And then I literally, and if y'all take nothing away from the show, take this away. I got to a point where I said to myself, fuck niggas, bitches too. Jay-Z has a line for everything. everything. <laughs> it, it just He just does. He has lines that just perfectly express. And that's honestly where I've been for the last year and a half of my life. Well, welcome to the club. I've been there since 2014. Fuck niggas. <laughs> bitches, too. Yeah. I do. If you are not my immediate family or my friend or anybody that like this, granted, you're my friend, right. but we have business together. If you're not anybody, my poker homie, it, if you do not add value to my life, yeah. I am cool. And, and, like I like I don't have enough energy. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with me? Don't fuck with me. You you don't want to like me? Don't like me. Let me let me speak to but that. But fuck point. you and bitches too. Yeah. I do not care. And that's honestly what I was saying about the whole situation. I said it to Luck the other day. I'm just yeah. like y'all worried about shit from from people who don't matter to you. Yep. Like if you if you really claim that these people don't matter and you above shit, be above it. From people that don't matter, not even to you, don't matter at all. Yeah. Like nobody gives a fuck what they like, have to say. Like you, outside of their inner circle of friends, nobody is subscribes to their opinion it's, or theories it's, on anything. It's funny because I was saying that the leave when the whole shit happened with the girl with the blog. They made yeah. a blog. And I'm like, this is earth. We live on earth. So you have to understand that there's going to be backlash, negative opinions for everything. 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 Floyd Mayweather is the greatest defensive fighter to ever lace up boxing gloves. It's not even close. Not even close. Yeah. 21 titles, five different weight classes, spotless undefeated record against everybody in the fucking business, and he made a billion dollars doing it to the point where he has his own promotion line. He got away from HBO, got away from Bob Arum, and didn't have to fuck with Golden Boy. That he, man did it to death. He ended HBO boxing ended by, him. by moving ended off him. of it. Put him in the dirt, in the words there of Alpha There is no Mega. more HBO boxing. It's over, y'all, in case y'all don't know. And there's people who cannot stand Floyd Mayweather and think he a bum and think he... That's life. Yeah. There are people who don't like Jordan. There are people who don't like Michael Jackson. There are people who don't like Jay-Z. There are people who do not like Jesus. Get over yourself. Yeah, real shit. Fuck niggas. Listen, Bitches I, too. I like I I came if to you the, if I, you not for me, I I, yeah, I don't care. Like, listen, it just, I came to that conclusion in 2014. I talk about it all the time. I'm very transparent about the fact that I totally went broke in 2013 and partially was due to the fact that I invested pretty much all of my savings into um a business venture that I had with some with some people and some artists and shit like that. And these are people that was extremely close to me. And I'm literally like $1,000 here, $2,000 here, $5,000 here, and I'm constantly kicking money out. But when money is getting made, we do an event and money gets generated. Instead of me saying, oh, well, y'all owe me X, Y, Z because this and that and I paid for this and that and itemizing my expenses, I broke bread with the team. Yeah. We win together, we lose together. I'm willing to be the quarterback for this shit and take all of the fucking claim if we win and take Twice of the blame if we lose. So it's whatever. We make money. I break it down. When I got to spend money, I spend the motherfucking money. And I got fucked up. And motherfuckers straight told me, damn, that's crazy. Hope you get back. You know what I'm saying? And just and chuck me the deuces. And this is people that not only do I have a business relationship, I got a personal relationship with. Yeah. So when I realized, like, yo, nobody gives a fuck about your problems or what you're going through. And most people aren't willing to stick their head out and lay their shit on the line the same way that you are for them mm -hmm. it's like 
all you got is yourself, really. You know what I mean? And that's all you can really rely on. So it's like you can't put too much stock in the people and what they think. Or what. All a motherfucker trying to do really is get through the day. Yeah. My cousin Stevie G tell me all the time, all the average motherfucker want to go to work, make enough money to pay their bills and have a little extras left over. If and when they can get make a lot of money or become wildly successful, whatever, that's a bonus. Yeah. But for the most part, all they're worried about is what goes on in their fucking household on a day-to-day basis. And do I got enough money left over at the end of the month to get a pair of Balenciagas? Yeah. And it's wild. Like, I watched just how many people I know that were affected with the World Star comments. And I wasn't. Right. And I, I told you, I literally had to stop people. Like, yo, stop arguing. You look crazy. Yeah, why are you arguing with them? Why are you talking them? to these crazy and, and even Luck was like, nah, man, like, boy, and they're talking about you still fat. And I'm like, psst. I am. You know what I'm saying? Like whispers. Like let him cook. Like, you know what I'm that saying? That was a good one. And it, and I've realized it in that moment. Yeah. Like, damn, I've really like you know how like the 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 hiker reaches Mount Everest, the peak, and puts the flag. Like you I've, really reached the summit. I've reached the summit of not caring about what people who yeah. aren't my folk say. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I, I made a decision based on me. Lee, my sisters, my dad, her mom, my close friends, everything I had going on in my life and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm not doing it because of you over there or to appease you or to piss you off or anything like that. I'm doing it for this. I saw somebody today tweet, oh, y'all was fat. Now it's all about your health. It's like. That's kind of how life That's kind of how it works. works. <laughs> you usually bottom out and then you bounce back. I was up, I bottomed out, went fucking broke, and then I bounced back. And now I have 10 times more than I had before. It's like when niggas come home from jail and you're still eating chi-chi's. Like, bruh. Go make a sandwich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Why? Like, stop fucking eating all your nephew's Cheetos, nigga. Like making chi-chis. Like, and that, like, that. that Goes to when I see them bringing up old tweets from Kevin Durant or old tweet from Bryce Harper from 2012. You know people are allowed to change. In fact, in life on earth, you're (laughs) supposed to change. Have you ever thought about that? But the thing is, y'all are so ignorant and corroded and disgusting it never changes. Yeah. It's passed down from your parents and then you pass it on to your young. And that's what I had to tell Luck. I'm like, these people that y'all care about on the internet and y'all look up, y'all like they tweets and like they Instagram posts and all that shit. These people are poor as shit. And whenever I say poor, I'm never talking about monetarily. Right. I'm talking about emotionally. I, I, I be talking about monetarily. I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually, mentally. These people are in the toilets. They have piss poor relationships yeah. with their parents. They have piss poor relationships with their own children. They, they, these a lot of these people, their own mothers and brothers yeah. and shit, don't even fuck with them. It's because they do a lot of dumb shit and do too much of it to too many people. That family be like, I'm cool on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? We all have growing pains in life, so it, that's it's normal for you to do, make a mistake or whatever, whatever. I remember at one point I I probably was a burden, but I'm not. Right. I'm a grown man. I'm self sufficient. I work. I do what I want to do. I do what I, like. You know, my dad hit me the other day, like asking the the, the actual factual about the whole catharsis. Race. He's just like, you know, I, I hope it happens. You know what? And it's just like he ain't got nothing to do with this. Right. This is for me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I literally got to a point where it's like I make decisions now based off of me. My immediate family is me and her. Yeah. And that's that. I don't have kids, so it's like I make decisions in the dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I make dog. I make decisions based off of that. Yeah. And then after that, it's my. 
family, my sisters, you know, her mom, my fucking my pop, you know, then it's my friends and my close friends, lifelong, Jules, you, Ra, Ma. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about somebody in in Iowa, let alone motherfucker on 29th and in anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some block I've never been on. I'm, I don't give a fuck and about what you're saying. And that's the point. People have literally gotten to the point where they like, my tweets and my posts shake the table and <laughs> move the needle. And it's just like, no, nah, you just look like a dickhead. Yeah, at the end you know of what the, the day, saddest man. part about some of this shit be with people is like sometimes with people, no matter what they accomplish, how much they level up, they still just a miserable ass, nasty ass that person too. and just love the harp on bullshit and harbor resentment and hate on people and they're just a nasty ass person and it's like yo nothing will make you happy you making more money you having success and you still just a nasty ass it's person it's funny cause a guy at my job he he went through the procedure that I went through and he did it maybe I wanna say two two and a half months before I did and you know you he kinda like slacked off a little bit and started like not doing this and not yeah. doing that whatever, whatever. and Somebody at my at my job was like, damn, you like you had it after him and you you like killing him. Like, you know what I'm saying? You done flew past him and I'm just like, this shit ain't a race. Right. I'm not racing this nigga. Like, what are you talking about? And I, that like the the average human mind is so, like when you see like penny stock scams and all, you be right. like, I see how <laughs> you know like I get it. You know what I'm saying? Because the average human mind is just so one dimensional. Yeah. Like I can only see what's in front of me and I can't really put myself in. Have you ever thought about both of us are just in a healthier space? We both made dramatic improvements from where we were. How about that? Nah. Nah. Killing him on the fat boy tip. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking this nigga. Y'all comparing this shit to women getting tummy tucks. It's like, no. Have you, have you thought once that like somebody not having actual health issues is not the same as wanting to look good in a bikini and fucking Ocho's Rios. Yeah, trying to have you tr ever thought about that? Trying to establish better health and and my cholesterol levels and and uh, blood pressure and like Dog. all that's not the same as somebody who want to get on the gram and take pics and and uh, and show their ass off like it's not the same shit. Dog. and I I'm I'm still not out the fucking woods. I'm still overweight. I'm I'm like it's just what it is. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm sleeping great because I don't have the sleep apnea issue. Yeah. I've, I carried in boxes of shit from Sam's Club the other day, running up the steps with him. Energy just through the fucking roof. That would have been like an hour back in the day, because it's like mad trips where it's like, let me take a break. Yeah, I go back out there. You know, like I don't, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't take blood pressure, man. Like it's just for for me again. Fuck niggas, right. bitches too, because <laughs> I know. In my heart, when I, I I made a great decision, yeah, for me and mine's, and that's what I told my homie the other day because he he hit me and it's wild how many people have had it that I'm finding out yeah. now because they've hit me like yo man you you know you the way you talk man that shit you know like I had it you know whatever whatever and you know I went through it and you know I was kind of like a little embarrassed and I'm like what's to be embarrassed about? Yeah, bitches literally go from 
fucking sweaters and fucking leggings <laughs> all the time to no clothes when they go ass naked. Like so, and, and you like, and I say, don't be embarrassed about that. Yeah. You saved up your money or worked hard or whatever the fuck you had to do to go get this, and that's that's where we've gotten in society. That's my 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 knock on social media a little bit is that people have become like shells of who they should be. Yeah, stand on that shit, live in it. You Yo, do this, so you make this motherfucking decision. Live in that shit. That's dog. my biggest issue with social media is like the mob mentality, and that so many people just go with the popular opinion because they don't want to have to defend what they yeah. really think. And it's like, yo, you really don't have to defend anything to any of these fucking stupid nah. ass people. Just articulate your point, and then you can just, well, hey, here's the thing: you can log out of social media. How about that? <laughs> you and don't have to defend anything. I watched it the other day, and I, we was talking about it in, in another group chat. Instagram was down this week for oh, motherfuckers lost it for maybe about eight hours. It was a little longer than that. It may, I don't know. I, I didn't it know was when like it, eight to twelve hours. I don't know when it went down, but it went on till at night. And I watched. We're on Twitter all the time. Yeah. I watched so many people who legit last tweet was the last time Instagram went down. Yeah. Come to to Twitter. Hey y'all. What's going on? What y'all talking about? And I realized the other day just how much people need social media now. Yeah, they're addicted to it. Do you realize that there's a thing now on your phone where you can set timers for for social media? Did you know that? Instagram tracks uh, time you use on your account now, too. Yeah, but they got a thing where you can set your phone to only use Instagram five hours for the week. (laughs) And when you get to four hours, it'll it'll, it'll let you know, (laughs) yo, you you only got four hours left. When you get to the last 30 minutes, you you only got 30 minutes left for the week. And then when it gets to that, it'll log you out. It's like, do you, do you, like... Somebody showed me the screen time app, and it just showed you how much time you spend on each individual app. Mm -hmm. Look at, that shit will open your eyes and make you realize, like... I'm not doing you motherfuckers be thinking they be working so hard and then you look and you realize you was on Twitter 38 hours this week. You're not working that fucking hard. You got a lot more work to do. It's like people who are gamblers, uh, a gambling addict. Yeah. Motherfuckers will know they have a gambling problem and straight go to the casino and go to like management and tell them ban me. Dead ass, right. so that they can't get in yeah. here and gamble. So that way, when you come in, facial recognition picks you up, yo, you, you out. out. Here. Yeah, because they know they can't be trusted. And and, and I'm just like, we have reached the pits of hell. Like, because y'all y'all are too focused, and that that was what I was explaining. Look, I'm like y'all y'all just a little too focused on what at so-and-so say yeah. or what at so. And it's weird because people all the time be like, oh, I love your, your IG story. And I be like... Cook your kids some dinner, man. <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah, I appreciate it, whatever, because it's like, you know, I, I go in there and I be trying to be funny and shit, doing the questions and all that yeah. shit. But it's just, go make make them actual rice. <laughs> make like them, make the, them a whole meal. Like Jasmine or Tex <laughs> rice, not the boil in the bag. Like, make them dinner and put some up so y'all have leftovers in the next couple of days. Like, do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would do that and I'm happy with that. I don't need yeah. you telling me you love my story. And I, I leave Instagram. I leave because I, I, I just don't care. Right. I come back, oh my God, I missed you so much. Yo, where are you, kids? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh my God, you're back. I, now, my, now, I, now I know what I'm gonna watch every day. Motherfuckers, be I come back and make the first post. Motherfuckers on the page. All my prayers have been answered. You <laughs> didn't pray for this, did you? Used to pray for times like I this didn't for, for stories like this. this. Like, come on, man. But no, it's like we we 
give too much in to what the crazy part is somebody you've never even met. A you know, lot of these people, y'all be cracking up when you know, I say it. I've never met you know these what's people. Sad? I've met all these people. I've never I've I've, met all Taylor. I've met all these motherfuckers. Love like, was like, you never met. I'm like, dog, I don't, I don't know yo, these people. I've met all these people. I was at fucking, I was at uh, Mirage the other night at the hookah joint that I do on Thursdays, and my man is calling me and he's running off at names. Yeah, the chick at so and so down here, hi Ronnie down here, such and such. I'm just like. I gotta hurry up and get the Mirage apparently. Like, but it's like I've met all these fucking for, people. For every yo. one person I've actually met from social media, it's fifty I have. <laughs> and I've probably interacted Mine with Mine is the is flipped. My, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I, you think I've interacted, you figure my last page has seventy five hundred followers, so yeah. it's like I've interacted with a lot of people and it's just like I don't cause how am I gonna meet you? You never gonna see me holding a hookah straw, just you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I just don't be there. Uh, hey, real quick before we get out, can we, uh, Russell Westbrook, R. West? Me and you differed on this Correct. earlier in the week. I want to discuss it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Westbrook got in a situation in Utah the other day where Westbrook gets into a lot of situations. Let's put that out there. He got into a situation with a fan where he felt like a fan said something that was highly offensive, and he told the fan on camera, because you're at an NBA game, I'll fuck you up and fuck your wife up. They went back, found out what the fan actually said. The fan told him, get on your knees like, like you, you used to. to. Basically called him a... A nigger slave. Okay. And Well, I, th- I took it more gay than anything. I took it like slavery. Like that's definitely out. slavery. Yeah. Like you used to. That's yeah. a key part. Like if you white and say anything used to, if you say so, dunk the ball like you used to, <laughs> nigga, that's like slavery. Yeah, like I, that's what I took it as. But they, the guy basically went on camera after the joint and was like, I didn't say anything offensive. He played the, the politically correct card. Then they found his Twitter, and he had a tweet where a year ago he tweeted Russell Westbrook. Needs to go back where he came from. MAGA. MAGA. And I'm just like, yeah, that definitely was some racist shit. Yeah, once I seen the MAGA, I was like, yeah, it's bad. It's looking dark for my man. So um, me and you differed because yeah. you was like the way Westbrook handled it. What, you want to? Yeah, I don't want to speak for my you. My statement on it is that like certain shit is for certain people. When you reach a certain echelon in life, we just talk about people that don't matter. Right. That heckling fan doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're Russell, Russell Westbrook, and all you got to do is say, hey, security, get this dumb motherfucker out of here, and then it's over. Like, it's 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 a wrap. And it's a situation where you look at people that are mega, super, ultra successful. You never seen – I never seen Kobe argue with a fan. I never seen uh, Shaq argue with a fan. I never seen Jay Z argue with a fan. I never seen Drake argue with a fan. I never seen Rihanna or Beyonce argue with a fan. I heard I seen Rihanna curse motherfuckers out before, but I ain't never seen like a back and forth exchange between this mega successful person and a person who literally paid their money to see them. So, and if I'm Russell Westbrook, I'm just like, yo, you said what you said. You completely out of pocket. And now, guess what? You know what you win for being completely out of pocket? You got to get the fuck out of here, and you're banned for life, dickhead. We got banned for life anyway. He got banned for life as a result of the investigation. But he could have sped the process up if he said, hey, this dickhead got to go, and he said X, Y, Z to me. I never want to see him again. If I come here and I see him again, guess who's not playing basketball tonight? You get what I'm saying? I just feel like 
instead of him being so outwardly emotional, which he has a right to be, but as opposed to so being so outwardly emotional about it and bringing the wife into it, that was the only problem I had with it really was like, Yo, you can't on a you can't on a camera and basically look in the camera and be like, I'll fuck you up and your wife too. I'm like, bruh, at the end of the day, you a big black man, you can't say that. And we gotta understand that certain shit is out of bounds. And even if you offended, disrespected, etc., you gotta keep your focus on what your target is and not go, I'll fuck your wife up too on television. There's there's no like to me, there's no explanation, reasonable explanation for that, given who he is. You a three hundred million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Why are you first arguing with these people and two taking it to a level where you're threatening somebody's wife that's like five feet and one hundred and eleven pounds? Can I speak? Absolutely. All right. So this is where I differ. You come out here to play basketball. You want to talk to me and heckle me and fuck with me, do all this shit? Cool. About basketball. Once you say certain things and go into certain arenas, you have crossed the line. And people don't dig that. I told you, I sit courtside a lot. I've done it a lot in my life. When you sit, I don't think you realize just how close. Have you ever sat courtside? I sat like second row before. So you know you just how close Second row in a playoff game. Just how close yeah. the game of basketball is. Baseball, it's not like that. You're out on the field. Yeah. You have a warning track where if you're in the outfield, center field, left field, right field, you're close to the wall, but not really. Right. Football, you got an end zone, you got all the play. You're not close to the yeah. game. Basketball, you are part of yeah, the you game. In the game. When <laughs> you sit courtside, that ball can come right. It happened to me before. It come right at you and it come fast and they they're charging at you yeah. you're part of the game so you interact with them I remember Jules was like when he said uh in Charlotte they sat courtside Jules had on some LeBrons and Bron mentioned his sneaks and then the boy next to him was fucking with Bron the whole game and Bron the boy had on like the uh, American Cup Pradas and Bron was like what you got them men don't wear them fucking Pradas no more you know what I'm saying like yeah. you you part <laughs> of what's going on in the game so we were in the Charlotte-Dallas game. I was fucking with Frank Kaminsky. I had the whole front row cracking up because I was saying how Frank Kaminsky is like the greatest collegiate athlete to never actually score in the NBA. I've never seen him put the ball in the hole. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I had the whole fucking front row. We were They were dying off of me. And I kept fucking with him about the shit. He never looked over to me once. You know why? He'd been, he been playing serious basketball since he's been in fucking – Juke j- j- AAU probably yeah, yeah, You know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. So he's used to being Heckled by the crowd Now If I'd have hauled off And been like Hey Frank Your mom a bitch You understand what I'm saying Now Now he got every right <laughs> yeah. To turn and be like Yo what the fuck Like Cause you At the end of the day I'm a man I'm a man with a family. I'm a man yeah. with children You cannot say certain things And that's just my respect level For just Humanity. Right. I'm never coming out of pocket on some crazy shit just because I understand shit could go left in here fast, quick. Vernon Maxwell went up into the stands and straight sucker punched the nigga. Ron Artest went. Ron Artest hit the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could go left fast. Yeah. You you at the Palace of Auburn Hills? You throw a beer at an NBA player? You the fuck? Now you fool. It's a melee yeah. now. Because you've gone past what this game is supposed to yeah. be. And 
People like, oh, you get paid XYZ. I get paid XYZ to play basketball and deal with basketball. Once you disrespect my mother, my children, me, we pass basketball. Me, I have a job. It ain't a great job, but I have a job. It pays $30 an hour, good benefits, whatever, whatever. We out I'm here. paid to do <laughs> bus shit. But. So when you get on the bus and complain about the bus driver in front of you leaving you or the fact that the bus was missing or you've been out here for an hour and a half, you know what? Yeah, well, I'm here now. You know, just go ahead and have a seat. That's bus shit. Right. I got to deal with you complaining about that. You get on the bus and call me a, a pussy and say you'll knock my teeth out. We passed the bus. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Does that yeah. make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more so where I was at. Because I'm never going to an NBA game and sitting courtside and disrespecting a man as a man. Or disrespecting his wife or his family. And you got to look at it like this aspect. The same way you just talk, talked about Russell Westbrook being on this upper echelon of sports. LeBron, Kobe, all these other different dudes. The whole shit that just happened with Yes Jules, when they, when they, the whole Pusher T allegedly putting out oh, the there DM and the she, DM you know, about what? she fucked LeBron and whatever, whatever. LeBron's a human man who has a black wife named Savannah. We all deal with black women. You know what it's like to have a wife. LeBron go home and she feels some type of way about that DM. Oh, would you fuck this bitch? Come on, not now. Nah, I ain't do You know, whatever, right. whatever. He got a game tonight at 8.30. He didn't go into the game arguing with her the whole way to the motherfucking game. These people are human. Yeah. These people are, they are human. They do the same shit we do. Weezy said we argue in the roles, lead a the drama there, and look good for the fucking camera. You know what I'm saying? You didn't argue with your wife the whole way to the game over this dumbass shit that you ain't had nothing to do with. You get the fuck on the court and somebody say, yeah, LeBron, I'm going to fuck your bitch tonight. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how fast human emotion yeah. can trigger you. I keep it a beam with you. Me and my girl had a fight, a knockdown, like we was arguing. Yeah. I straight went in the sick book. I said, I can't go on the street today. Right. Because I know if I go the fuck out there I'm and somebody, somebody say something. It's, it's, it's going left. I'm, I'm cracking the nigga because I want to punch somebody now, right. like right now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how fast human emotion can take over and trigger you. And you somewhere left. So I'm not going to say I applauded Westbrook for what he did, right. but I understand. I understand where he was yeah. at because every time he comes to Utah, he has a situation where these fans who are on record for being racist, nasty, ignorant as shit, he has a situation. And he probably just was sick of that shit. And that's the way life go. What's his name? Michael Douglas had a movie back in the day where he like went on a killing spree. Oh, he, when he got fired from his job and then he right. Went, he went into McDonald's and the Big Mac was fucked up. And he was just like, do this look like that on a picture? And he started shooting like that. Yeah. It'd be like that. You Just enough shit. Like, uh, uh, what they call it? The straw that broke the camel back. Yeah. And he just like, listen, say some other bullshit like that. I'm going to knock you and your bitch out. Because that's who the fuck you here with. I don't agree with beating women. And I think that shit. And he even said it afterwards like, yeah, I was drawing. Yeah, yeah so I went I, too far. I was, I was on one. You know what I'm saying? I draw with that one. But... I saw a video the other day where black guy was in a supermarket and a white lady was calling him a nigger. And turns out she works with like kids. Like she works with like uh underprivileged kids oh, or like shit. Yeah. And she was in a supermarket calling this black guy a nigger. Like she was mad at something to happen. Yeah. And 
it was him and I guess his mother because it looked like an older woman. And he was like, okay, whatever. I ain't, you know, like letting it go. Yeah. And then she spit at him. And that's when the, the mom like lost it, whatever. And it's just like, I don't have enough resiliency for any of that. Like nah. the first nigga, you getting you get grits <laughs> and fucking grape juice, every fucking thing thrown at you. If they not letting me get to you, yeah. But once you spit at me, all, all bets is all off. bets is done. Yeah. Like man, woman, child. I remember yo these old buses we had when I first started. The old Artics, they used to sit on the floor. Remember the buses that had a, that had actual steps. Yes. So the bus driver's seat was low. So I'm sitting there in a bus. I was on a sixty, and it was packed. And it was, I mean, packed to the point where they were standing over me. Yeah. And this kid was standing right there with, like, with his mom. Yeah. And young boy was literally like right <laughs> here. And I'm driving. I'm just like, why the fuck are they this close to me? Yeah. And he hauled off and was like, "Kiss <coughs> you!" All over my neck. Oh. So I turned and I'm like, young boy, what the fuck? And the mom was like, uh-uh, don't talk to him like that. He a child. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if he's the golden child. <laughs> Back, dude, he just sneezed. Like, I, 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 and it took me a while to process it because it was just like, in my mind, he spit on me. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that was what I felt and what I yeah. saw. Like, I'm thinking, like, this little nigga did that on purpose. Right. And it took, I calmed down eventually. Got broke out of handy white, wiped my joint down. And I'm just like, oh my god! And I, ever since that, I don't let it pack. Like when it get packed to where it's the front of the bus, yeah. I don't pick up nobody. If it's that packed, I don't even it's open old. the door. Like because I'm y'all not standing up here right. where I'm at. But no, I can understand how fast those emotions can trigger. Right. And you, you like listen. I what uh. What Mook say, I'll fight the whole damn stage like I'm jostling. <laughs> I, I understand how it can happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it can happen fast. So, I, And I think that's where our we was going at it. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. yo, listen. <laughs> I put my phone down and went to sleep. When I woke up the next day and heard the voice message, I'm like, the fuck is wrong? Yo, <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I hear that. Because we'd have been damn near, damn near rumbling because this motherfucker was pissed. And then you was like, you had a bad day earlier. And I guess that was yeah. the straw that broke the cable back. When I heard I the voice text, <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> no, nigga, don't tell me I'm tripping to just be out. What the fuck you <laughs> But no, you see what I mean? Yeah. That that emotion can trigger quick if you're not in the mood for it, if you over whatever that happened today, what happened last night, and you go out there and you hear something crazy, you're like, I'll fuck all y'all up, for real, for real. <laughs> so... And, you know, they banned the fan for life, and they, they hit Westbrook for 25000 and people was like, why they hit, why, I don't understand, the boy was racist, and some race, why they fight, find him at all? I'm like, he said he beat a bitch up on national television. <laughs> like, like, uh, he repeated it. Like, <laughs> like, uh, With, like, he did the R. Kelly, is this camera on is me? Is this camera on me? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, once you say that, you know you getting fined, but... 25 yeah, no. is a light fare for that type of talk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Westbrook, what, 40 M's in a season now? Yeah, so, he you know, averaging a triple double <laughs> for the third season in a row. Yeah, he's straight. But uh, we had good good discussion. Today, yeah, we man. had great discussion. Everything uh, flowed perfectly in, in and out. Well, like, uh, almost flowed perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> one slip up. Yeah. <laughs> it was in and out like Jada Kissing Styles today, man. Yeah. It was a good one. Uh, 
You got more birthday weekends coming up? Uh, I can't listen. After the weekend I just had, I can't market nothing as my yo, birthday else as my birthday. Luck hit me. Luck was one of the ones that hit me. He was like, "Yo, you going to Chad party?" And I'm just like, "I mean, I, he was like, "Yeah, bro, you should go." And I'm just like, "Yeah, all right. I don't know, maybe." And then I saw the uh the IG story from who was it? Might have been Tone. Oh, from T.O.? Was it Tony? Yeah. It might have been somebody IG story, and I just was like, I saw all the shit in the background. <laughs> I just was like, This ain't it? Just finish this carrot cake, man. <laughs> Watch this show. Like, nah, that ain't my scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, after, after the weekend, I just had, I can't uh, I can't market nothing else as my birthday, <laughs> man. That shit was out of control, man. Thank you to everybody that came. It was people from all over. Shout out to Meek. Meek brought motherfuckers to the city. People came down from Buffalo. Came up from Virginia, oh, yeah, Ohio, it is, it is all the type Meekin, of shit. Right? Yeah, he brought motherfuckers out for them concerts, man. People was from every fucking where, and we benefited directly from it. Good looking, Meek. That's Thanks for the up. bag. Right, that's what's up. Uh, I guess we'll be back Sunday. I got nothing else. Uh, well, no, you you said you might not be here next Sunday, right? Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm probably not gonna be here next Sunday. I'm going to Atlanta on uh, Saturday to go be a thought. Uh, they got the Sixers and the Hawks game. I'm more. probably not going to be here next Sunday. I'm going to Atlanta on Saturday. Nick, <laughs> you're not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, on I just Sunday. thought about that and shit. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to Atlanta. The Sixers play uh, the Hawks Saturday, and okay. then Meat concert is Sunday, and Money Bag concert is Sunday. Okay. So I'm gonna go be out and do that, and be mixy, and go to Gold Room, and uh, yeah, I like it. Sounds like a good time, man. We'll see what happens. I'm trying to. I'm trying to recruit people. So far as me and Esco, okay, Just trying to recruit some more folk. Yeah, I'm. I'll be on the 48 <laughs> uh, Sunday. The uh, I got my. I'm going to Vegas in June, and I nice. want to. I told you we we're we're trying to put this one together for our birthdays. I don't. It's Barcelona, Bali, or Italy. I really want to do the Amalfi Coast. I like the pictures I'm seeing. So yeah, one of those three. Lit. Yeah, but. Unless they call me and tell me to come to the desert, then I'm definitely, you know, <laughs> fuck all y'all, I'm out of here, so. Yo, one uh, parting shot. We had a lot of talk about the baby today. I um, actually have a concert coming up with the baby on Wednesday, April 3rd at Vultures Lounge. This is my first uh, concert, like actual concert. This is actually the Philly leg of his tour. Uh, me and my guy Veli from the Veli brand. Uh, tickets right now are 85% sold out uh, with two weeks to go, two and a half weeks to go. And meet and greet passes are 100% sold out. You can't buy no more meet and greet passes. Uh, so if you need to get tickets, you're trying to go to this show. It's We are not adding a second show. So if you want to go to this show, go to Veli, V-E-L-I, brand.com. That's Veli, brand.com. Get y'all tickets now. It's going to be like a dope-ass show, man. He come with a lot of energy. He just burned down South by Southwest. He did like four shows in one day, like nine shows in three days or some shit like that. And uh, he was on fire. He crushed every stage he was on. So this is a hot, young, emerging artist. And, you know, you get to see him in a small venue on the come up next time he come around, he probably gonna be in somewhere like the Fillmore or bigger than that, cause they uh they, they got their shit together and mapped out, and they really like are pushing him. He got a crazy wave right now. He's number one artist on Pandora a week ago, like top twenty five on Billboard, the whole shit. So he he's moving. So yeah, so that's that show. Uh, other than that, I don't really had nothing going on. I'm laying low. I did a lot this past weekend. I'm sitting my ass down for the rest of this week. And then I'm going to go to Atlanta. So we'll see y'all back here and maybe record the end of the week or after I come back, whatever. We'll figure something out. Me out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? 
oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.